The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. It's 20 years ago today. It was 20 years ago today. Sergeant Pepper taught the band to play. And Drudge hmm. broke the uh, Monica Lewinsky story. The White House. Amazing. Hmm. Uh, if, if you want to kind of take a travel back in time, a couple of decades, uh, check out the Drudge Report at the very top. It, it has that uh, siren, and it, sh- it shows the headline that he used that day. Hmm. Newsweek kills story uh, on White House. Wait a second. I just lost it, of course. Newsweek kills story on White House intern, blockbuster report, 23-year-old, sex relationship with president. <laughs> and that's when all the denial mm-hmm. began. Oh, no, that's, that is, uh, that's preposterous. That's not happening. I did not have sex with that woman, Ms. Lewinsky. I did not do that. Not one time I told no one to lie. Okay, yes, I did. Okay, yes, yes, I did. Because I like, I love fat chicks. That's, that's my thing. I, I like fat chicks in the Oval Office. Just, I mean, does it seem like 20 years ago? It, uh, time has absolutely yes. flown by. And as you're reading that, I am remembering where I was. You know, where were you when you found out? And, right. And uh, yes, <clears throat> I specifically remember I, where I was. I remember instantly believing it, instantly <laughs> yes. knowing it was true. Yes. Instantly realizing that the Democrats were in for a tough time because it was going to prove to be true. Uh, and f- eventually they found the, the blue dress, mm-hmm. if you remember correctly. And that was and was pretty hard to get around. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Once yeah. they found his droppings on it, uh, that was pretty, pretty hard to get around. Yeah. yeah. Um, she should have should have taken it to the laundry. I, I don't right. know. I mean, what was that like a lifetime souvenir? Oh, thank you for that. I'm going to keep this forever and never wash it. Isn't that strange? I mean, that's, that's really icky for one thing. Very icky. Uh, it, it's a little psycho for another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Put it in the wash. Does <laughs> <laughs> that ever occurred to you, pumpkin? I apparently not. <sighs> apparently not. And it's interesting because um, so the the uh, today's headlines say twenty years ago today, mm-hmm. uh, and then arrival of the di- digital age from the BBC, and then uh, Lewinsky blames Drudge. Well, of course she does. Because if it weren't for Matt Drudge, this probably, I mean, Newsweek had killed the story as he, as he wrote about it in the headline. Newsweek killed it. They knew about it, and, and they suppressed it. Maybe we would have never found out if not for Matt Drudge. So, thank goodness. Thank goodness. And I mean, doesn't I'm, that, as crazy as it was, seem like a simpler time compared oh. to today? <laughs> oh my gosh! Right, I, and I thought it was bad then. Uh-huh. I did. I yeah. thought, okay, this is the kind of president we have who conducts himself this way, and and nobody cares. And we reelected this guy, knowing this is who he was. We've known about the scandals with women. We've known. About, I mean, there's been accusation after accusation come out about this guy, and still they reelected him in 1996. First of all, they elected him knowing all this going into it in 1992, and then again in 96, and then in 98 we find this out. So, yeah, I thought it was bad then. Huh. Oh, boy. Don't get those days back. We were babes in the woods. Mm -hmm. 
Little did we know what was coming. Uh, you never would have guessed it. Just never would have guessed it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, uh, there is a uh, winter storm happening right now from Florida all the way to New England. And in fact, Alabama, Georgia, and North Carolina have all declared states of emergency because of the winter storm. I'm jealous. Uh, here we just have cold. It's, I mean, it's, it's pretty chilly for the Dallas-Fort Worth area, which probably when people are suffering through below zero temperatures, probably seems a little silly. But what did we get down to last night? Definitely the teens. Yeah. For, I think the, the coldest I saw was 14. Uh, actually, 10. Was it 10? Yeah, my phone said 10 wow. in Fort Worth uh, as I was writing in this morning. Wow. So, yeah. Chilly. Chilly. And I mean, we, that's legitimate cold for anywhere. Yes. But, but especially here. We're wasting it, though, man. We don't get the snow here. It's I know. It's really driving me nuts. I know. Mm. Um, also, the moronic grilling of Trump's physician yesterday, just, uh, it amused me. Uh, the press grilled that physician, Dr. Jackson, for, I don't know, had to be over an hour. And uh, kept coming back to the same things. C- kept trying to find out, you know, why? How, how are you saying he doesn't have dementia? We're, we've, already de- we've already declared he has dementia. <laughs> We're the experts here. What, why are you not backing us up here? He actually came out and said he was healthy. But he's also obese and has uh, signs of heart disease, like uh, high cholesterol and things. So I don't know how you can make... They seem contradictory, but he insisted he's in excellent health for a man his age. Uh, So it's understandable in that some of what he was saying kind of didn't make sense. But uh, they were like ravenous dogs going after that guy. How can you say he's fit and healthy for his entire term? And, and, and the next one, if he's elected, are, are you saying he's immortal? No, no I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying he's mortal. I'm just saying that, you know, based on all the indicators, there's no reason he wouldn't be able to continue. How many times has he eaten at McDonald's in the last 15 years? How many hot apple pies has he downed? What do you mean? Does he, what do you mean he's in excellent health? He's a racist. Yeah, I, that doesn't have anything to do with his health. Um, yeah. You said he's never had a drink or smoked a cigarette. Doesn't that prove he's a lunatic? <laughs> no, it, it actually actually doesn't. No. <laughs> We're all confused here. Why don't you hate his guts as much as we do? What's going on? Are you on his payroll? Yeah, I'm actually his, uh, his physician, so yes. <laughs> I mean, kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he also took the uh, cognitive test, and um, here's. Are we saying say. that because of Reagan? All right, we had issues with Reagan, and the issues that, about this president: cognitive testing, mental acuity testing is not commonly part of uh, an annual physical with the president of the United States. I'm saying I, I'm totally unaware of this ever being done before. Hmm. As far as I know, no president has ever had a cognitive assessment uh, as president of the United States. This is mm-hmm. the very first time it's ever happened. If anybody's aware of any of it happening before, then they have information I don't have because I look pretty extensively, not to mention the fact that I know most of the physicians uh, that are alive that have taken care of the last uh, three, four, uh, and maybe five presidents, and uh, it's never been done. Okay, so the cognitive test just isn't done, and he did it, which was smart, because hopefully that puts to rest the whole, he's got dementia thing, or, or whatever they're trying to say. He's got no cognitive skills. 
Uh, he's slipping into Alzheimer's. I mean, they're trying to make all of those points. Uh, but then they focused on, on his exercise regime a little bit. Uh, yeah, Dr. Jackson, does the president do anything at all right now in terms of exercise? <laughs> what, 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 what is his daily exercise routine if there is one? So I would say right now on a day-to-day basis, he doesn't have a dedicated defined exercise program hmm. and uh so that you know mm-hmm. th- that's what i'm working on uh the good part is that uh you know uh, uh we can we can we can build on that pretty easily so uh <laughs> so, so you said you said you were discussing that with him what, what are you discussing what would you like to see him start doing well i mean like i said he, he doesn't he doesn't have a daily exercise uh you know regimen and he just uh, he's you know some people exercise some people uh, you know don't some people you know just mm-hmm. didn't you know, didn't, uh, you know, haven't done that, you know, as part of their routine. And I would say that's the category he falls in right now. I would say, though, that, uh, you know, despite that, one of the things being with the president on a day to day. Well, OK, one of the they didn't finish that sentence. One of the one of the uh, things being with the president on a day to day basis, I, I think he finished up with uh, he, he's still, you know, robust and he's still very healthy despite the fact that he does nothing to exercise how many of us do nothing to exercise do you have a daily regimen that you go through keith no no negative uh so ron in the other room walks you walk every day <clears throat> do you yeah i don't yeah i do i i well i walk from my car to here thank you and then i walk from here back to my car right who needs a step counter on your wrist and then you can just keep them in your head and then here's the thing uh-huh I push it a little bit further. No. When I get home in the garage, I walk from the garage into the house. So so you, as long as you can count to 100, you know how many steps you've accomplished in a day without the aid of technology. Yeah. Okay. Pretty That's much. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I think we're at that. Nobody carries me around my house. I mean, I, I walk all over the house. Sometimes I walk up to my television set, uh, the couch in front of it, Wait and minute. lay there. And uh, then when I'm done, I... I get up from the couch and walk to my bed. Hold on a second. Hold on. I go to sleep. You've got stairs in your house. I do. You get bonus points. We're going to count those oh, double. Good. When you See, go upstairs, you go. we're going to count those times two. Nice. Good job, man. So, I'm, so I'm, I've got an incredibly healthy exercise regime. And I feel in shape just listening to your <laughs> regimen. <laughs> I mean, how many of us? I, some people probably have a really good healthy workout routine that they do i'm my sons do my daughter does but uh in fact several of my daughters do for me you know sometimes we walk around the neighborhood but Mm. we haven't done that since it's been cold so too cold to walk yeah way too cold Mm -hmm. and am i I gonna go to a gym and work out no no (laughs) no i'm not i know enough about myself to know don't even bother buying a gym membership you wouldn't ever use it. <laughs> Unless they have a TV room. <laughs> Unless, yeah, a big theater screen <laughs> or something. Uh, maybe then, but probably not, because I'd have to go someplace to get to it. <laughs> Mr. Gray, you're always in the cool-down room. <laughs> but I've never seen you in the actual gym with all the equipment. Uh, you so don't get here early enough, son. They act like, because the last president mm-hmm. supposedly was such a workout uh, uh, professional, and in fact, he played basketball all the time. Ooh, and he was a superstar. And wasn't he a superstar? We, when, we got the, when we finally got the footage of him actually playing basketball, we saw that guy has zero skill at all. Mm-hmm. And then when he, when he threw out the first pitch several times, 
that was just absolutely embarrassing. He's not an athlete. I don't know. He might have worked out. He, he was in pretty good shape. You have to admit, Obama's in pretty good shape. Uh, so, fine. But don't tell me the guy was a superstar athlete because there's no way. There's no way. Uh, but that's what they're used to. They're used to Obama, who probably had, you know, 10% body fat or something. And, and Trump's not that guy. And he's a little bit older. 888-933-93. More Pat Gray Unleashed uh, is on the way. Uh, Glenn and Tanya started Real Estate Agents I Trust because... They were really frustrated selling their house in Connecticut. If you've ever had a real estate agent that uh, didn't do a great job for you, you know how frustrating that can be. And it's such a massive, such a massive investment. Probably for 99% of us, the biggest investment we'll ever make in our lives. You really don't want to have a bad experience. So when they did, they wanted to do something about it. And they did. Uh... So they put together Real Estate Agents I Trust. It's a network of over 1,200 agents all over America that are rigorously qualified by Glenn's team. For their experience, they check into their marketing plans. They check their character and what kind of results they get for their clients. Those are the barometers they use to choose the team members. And maybe best of all, they're big fans of Glenn's show, so they share your values. If you need to sell your house fast and for the most money, or maybe you're trying to uh, sell one or, or buy one right now, um, go to Real Estate Agents I Trust. You'll be introduced to the best agent in your town. Let our agents earn your business. Get moving with realestateagentsitrust.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. Welcome. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. So the aunt of those kids who were shackled up and chained to their beds has spoken out. Uh, she is the sister of the mom of the group. And she says something didn't seem right. Yeah, you think? Wow. She hadn't seen the family or hadn't been with them or something for 19 years. Only spoke on the phone a few times. And apparently the parents of these two sisters would sometimes get tickets to go visit them and fly out to see them. And then she wouldn't tell them where they lived. Nobody knew their address. They would fly to California or Texas or wherever they were living at the time. And they would call and say, hey, we're here. Um, What's your address? She wouldn't tell him, and they'd leave in tears, the aunt says. What a bizarre situation. That didn't kind of tip you off? I think I would have done a little homework and found out their address. It, it's not that tough anymore. In the age of the Internet, can you keep your address secret? I don't, I don't know that you could. Now, wait. If they had to register the school as a private entity, yeah, the aunt could have, I guess, in theory, called law enforcement and had them... You know, say, look, if you I don't knew know. about yeah. the school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I guess. Ugh. It does seem, I mean, you know, in retrospect, you think, well, you could have done more than this, but I don't think that you would suspect it was this bad. And that's what she says. We, I mean, we knew something wasn't right, but not this. It just seemed that something was strange about the kids' upbringing and the fact that they, they wouldn't let family visit. Uh, the, the, some of the neighbors said that they'd look up in the second story window, which was usually open, the blinds were open, the lights were on, and they could see the kids marching military style around in circles in the room. How bizarre is that? That is just... Why? What were they... <laughs> just really, really strange. The aunt lived with them for a while, and she says that... And this was, you know, still 19 years ago, 20 years ago. And she says that uh, they treated her like one of the kids. And then when she would call her sister, she would ask to speak to the kids. Never once let, let her. What would be the excuse you would use? Every single time? No, sorry, you can't, you can't talk to the kids. Why? It would seem, you know, and again, hindsight's twenty twenty. So you wouldn't think this is going on, but it would have been nice if somebody had dug a little bit deeper, pushed a little bit harder, and helped these kids a little bit sooner. In fact, a lot sooner. But uh, the neighbors say the 13 kids could be seen marching for hours in a circle around an upstairs bedroom. Wow. Uh, Elizabeth, who is a sister, she says her... Sister refused to even tell her parents their new address. Um, and uh, the aunt claims that she was also sexually abused by a family member. I don't know which one. This The whole family seems to have some serious issues. She wouldn't even accept my Facebook request. We all wondered what was going on. My parents booked several flights to go see them. But when they got there, they wouldn't tell them where to go. And my parents left crying every time. I'm so embarrassed about all this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, neighbors have revealed uh, how they marched around in circles like robots, but also spoke like monotone clones, and they rarely saw them outside. Uh, one of the neighbors said only one time did they see any of the kids leave the house, and that was to check the mail once. So what we know so far is that the two parents, David Allen Turpin and Louise Anna Turpin, were arrested and they're being held on $6.5 million bond each. The siblings were extremely dirty, malnourished when they were found. The starving kids begged police for food when they were found shackled. The parents were each charged with nine counts of torture and ten counts of child endangerment. Um, of course, a 17-year-old girl who alerted cops was so malnourished she was essentially thought to be no older than 10. Neighbors said the pale family only came out at night with one saying they were unaware any kids lived there. Uh, they seemed like vampires from the Twilight book and film series. Another neighbor said smirking uh, Louise spat on the floor twice in front of cops when they arrived to raid the house. Jeez. So they were apparently uh, defiant when police arrived. Um, 
Neighbors talked about how if they ever did see any of the family members, they tried to say hi, but the, they were never spoken back to. They just looked straight ahead like they were zombies. What a strange situation. I, I don't know if we're ever going to find out what the deal was here or how long this went on, but they think it, it went on for a pretty long time. So you just wonder, uh, these kids are in for a tough ride. It's, it's certainly not over for them. Probably years and years of therapy to, to try to get this, you know, just get them back to some semblance of health. 888-900-3393. Also on the Me Too front, we still have people apologizing for not doing more or anything sooner. And these are people, actors mostly, who knew all along pretty much what was going on and kind of did nothing. Here's Matt Damon, who was on the Today Show, apologizing to the Me Too movement. Ultimately, what it is for me is that I don't want to further anybody's pain mm-hmm. with anything uh-huh. that I do or say. And, and so for that, I'm, I'm really sorry. And, and, you know, this whole, like, time's up. This whole, I mean, a lot of those women are my dear friends, and, and I love them and respect them and support what they're doing. And you know, and, and want to be a part of that change and want to go along for the ride, but I should get in the back seat and close my mouth for a while. Yeah. Uh, too bad you didn't open your mouth sooner, uh, you know, because uh, uh, maybe you could have helped some people. And that goes for a lot of people in Hollywood, too, by the way. That's, uh, that's hundreds of people who could have done something about this 20 years ago, and we could have gone through this whole situation back then and saved a lot of women from a lot of heartache but they chose not to for money right isn't that isn't that what it all boils down to everybody kept their mouth shut for money they wanted their career they wanted their movies they wanted to be successful and so they kept quiet because they were afraid they'd they'd lose out and he among the rest and he's he's supposedly such a champion of uh of the downtrodden and women and oh he's all about equality matt damon just a wonderful human being who cares about the planet and the environment and women and whether or not they're equal (laughs) but uh it's kind of tough now that he did nothing that he sat back and just watched all of this happen because they they knew full well what harvey weinstein and the rest were doing Big people didn't know what Kevin Spacey was all about. Again, uh, Seth MacFarlane mm-hmm. put it in some of his episodes on two different shows. He put in Harvey Weinstein in one of his shows, and he put in uh, Kevin Spacey in another. Is he the only one in Hollywood who knew? Yeah. No. No. Oh. No, he wasn't, Keith. Okay. No, everybody knew. Really? Yeah. Everybody knew. I mean, Seth MacFarlane, he's not exactly the biggest star in Hollywood. (laughs) Right, if he knows. If he knows, (laughs) everybody knows. I mean, Matt Damon is one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. So he and George Clooney are trying to play this game now where, um, well, we'd we'd heard rumors. And yes, Harvey was a friend, but and he was demanding, and he wasn't a great guy. But gosh, we didn't think it was this. I mean, yes, we heard rumors that he raped somebody. (laughs) Yes, we heard rumors that he was a douchebag. Yeah, oh, I mean, sure, people said things, but uh, we didn't, didn't really, I mean, we didn't think that, well, yeah, we knew it was true, but we didn't want to do anything about it because uh, we've got careers to think about. 
is really what it boils down to. They won't say they won't say it exactly that way, uh, but that's exactly what the situation is. We're going to tell you about the most pro-Trump town in America. Coming up, where mm. would you think that would be if you had a guess of where the where the county voted vo- voted over ninety five percent for Donald Trump? Where would you think that would be? My goodness, uh, somewhere in Texas. Ron says Idaho. You say mm. Texas. We'll tell you coming up. Mm. I'm Packer Unleashed. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. 888-900-3393. So uh, President Trump got over 95% support in some community in America. The most pro-Trump town in America. You might think you might think Idaho or Wyoming, um, Indiana, Utah, or you might think Texas. And if you thought Texas, you'd be right. Mm. Uh, there's there's a uh, place that's spelled like Miami, but it's pronounced apparently in Texas, Miami. No, oh, okay. <laughs> it's in the Texas panhandle. Everybody knows everybody else at the grocery store. Servers at the local diner know who likes what kind of pie with their chicken fried steak. You know, just a uh, normal Texas country town. Community's busy season is largely dictated by the needs of the cattle. Tended to on sprawling ranches surrounding the town. It's a, they have a population of about 600. There's more cows than people there. And uh, 90, more than 95% of them voted for Donald Trump. Of the 550 who voted in the county, 524 went for President Donald Trump. Now, uh, it's interesting because they, they tried to visit... Of course, the news media descended on the town after the election. They always do when you find the most pro-whoever county in a, in America and they tried to find the people who voted for Hillary and not <laughs> one of the suspected Hillary Clinton supporters were willing to talk about voting for Hillary <laughs> and wh- what was the percentage again no, over 95% <laughs> 524 out of 550 unreal uh, a handful of Trump voters and local residents spoke with ABC News and agreed to be interviewed but not a single Hillary Clinton voter some in uh, some parts of America have been consumed with the Russia investigations or some have slammed Trump as a divisive figure. Uh, in this particular community, uh, they, they don't listen to any of that. The nearest nationally recognized city is probably Amarillo. It's about an hour and a half drive away. Jeez, that is remote. The town newspaper comes out once a week, dictates large portions of coverage to the Miami High School Warriors, the town's uh, athletes. 
Those who live and work right in Roberts County, which is where my ML is located, are mostly connected to cattle. And uh, many others have office jobs or public sector jobs in the nearby city of Pampa, which is just over the county line. And these people, they just, uh, they love Trump. They believe him to be um, akin to, some of them said he was like John Wayne in speaking his mind and not taking crap from people. Um, and he, they believe that uh, apologizing might be a sign of weakness. And so they appreciated the fact that Trump doesn't uh, apologize. I don't think he's ever apologized, to my knowledge. Has he ever? ever? I, I don't I, think he has. No, and we know that he's never asked God for forgiveness, right? And he did say that, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting. It is interesting. They, had, they found one couple who would say anything bad about him. A uh, couple who voted for him because they said he was the lesser of two evils. Um, and he actually said, I actually believe he's a buffoon. I think he's a blowhard, but I could still not vote for the left for tax reasons, for some of the economic reasons and things like that. It was that simple for me. Kind of interesting when when you go to the small town America and the people that support him and you, you find out why and and how they're just so married to the guy and you realize they've just we've just been beaten down on the right so long, so much. That here was a guy who stood up and he said he said things to the left and he didn't care. He let the chips fall where they may. He didn't he didn't worry about, well, how is this going to play in the press? He doesn't care about that. Until he starts getting beat up, beat up and then he might take both sides of an issue. But that's a different story. Triple eight nine hundred thirty Let's go to Ian in New York. Ian, you're on the you're on the blaze. Hi, hey guys. Uh, Hollywood. Whoever did know about all this and turned a blind eye to people like Weinstein, it huh? took that girl coming out wearing a wire for that dirtbag to get caught, and everybody that turned an eye was like the archdiocese that knew the priests were raping kids, but mm. they just shuffled them around knowingly, which is just you know mm. like Serpico. If Serpico would have just took a little bit of money, he would have been the crooked cop. Or if he didn't take any money but let it go down and just didn't rat him, he would have still been the crooked cop. So right. all you people that knew about this and didn't say nothing, you're not the hero in this matter. It's that one girl that wore the wire that brought it up. All you mm-hmm. other people are equal to dirtbag, just like Weinstein. You let all this perpetuate and that dirtbag do this, hold, hold people's careers hostage to his whims, to his evil, maniacal ways, and you're all going to pay the price because I hope nobody watches any of your movies when it comes out. You knew about this guy. Yeah. Well said. Uh, thanks, Ian. Um, it, it's just that we're not committed enough to not watch their movies, right? If if we all resolved not to watch their movies, that would make that would have an incredible impact because then you affect their money. Um, but we just don't have that sort of resolve. It's too hard. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. Do you go to movies? Well. No. no, I'm just a loser to begin with. It has nothing to do with boycotting. <laughs> I just, so. You just don't, uh, you don't like to go outside the house. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, you're a shut-in at 40 years old. No, I'm boycotting Hollywood. Okay. <laughs> uh, Joe in Pennsylvania. Hi, you're on the blaze. 
Hey, Pat, how you doing? Hey, doing good. Yeah, that's good, because I, you know, didn't want to so, say that, because I know you really don't care. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. You had, mentioned, you had mentioned in the beginning of the show about the uh, 20 years of Monica Lewinsky. Yeah. And you said, hey, well, why in the world did she keep the dress? Now, if you go back and remember a name called Linda Tripp. Yes. Linda was a friend of Monica Lewinsky, and... Uh, when Monica had told Linda what she did, Linda was kind of already in tune with the Clintons, and she said, well, you better keep that dress, because if this gets out, they're going to crucify you, which is what they did start to do. Oh, that's right. Until Monica said, voila, I have this dress, and then everything changed. Yeah, I had forgotten about Linda Tripp and and, and, uh, her advice and her part in all this. Right, they they, they they crucified Linda Tripp also, saying how ugly she was, which is... Right. For this news media, I'm really surprised they would call somebody ugly. Well, yeah, uh, uh, because that's verboten for anybody on the right to say. But if it's the left saying it, oh, it's it's just true. It's absolutely (laughs) right. So yeah, all right. It's a nice walk down uh, memory lane. Hollywood thing. It is. It is. I I call you frequently, but I don't get on because walking down memory lane. I remember a lot of this little trivial stuff. Yeah. But. Daniel's band, Devil Went Down to Georgia, uh, goes back to Hollywood. I will bet your soul for a fiddle of gold. And that's what they all did. Sure they is. Took the fiddle of gold and uh, wow. let everything else go. So, hey, yeah. nice talking to you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. 888 Sure did. Uh, speaking of which, there's another, uh, another uh, 18-year-old girl. She's a model and supposedly a virgin. Selling her virginity to the highest bidder. Speaking of uh, selling what you have for a fiddle of gold, she's a student and a model, and she'll sell her virginity to the highest bidder, and she claims she's already had offers at as much as 890,000 pounds, which would be well over a million dollars. Yeah. Maybe 1.1 million, 1.2 million. Wow, you got to be hard up to pay 1.2 million to sleep with somebody. Come on now. Seriously, guys. I mean, are you that desperate? Good heavens. She's 18 years old, and she made the decision when she was 16 after realizing how precious virginity was. It's so precious, I'm going to sell it to the highest bidder. Huh. Uh, The part-time model from Italy told The Sun, I decided when I was 16 that my virginity, virginity was precious. I was in a relationship with a man much older than me, but I decided I would only lose my virginity to the man I love and the man I want to marry in the future. Or the man with $1.2 million. Yeah, or the highest bidder. (laughs) He told me he wanted to stay with me all my life, that he loved me, and that he wanted to have a family with me, but I was only 16, and I was so scared that I decided to split up with him. In the wake of the split... Nicole, which is not a real name, began to think about her education and claims she would like to move to the UK to study business at Cambridge. She wants to fund her education and study business at Cambridge, and she plans to do all that with the money she gets from giving up her virginity to the highest bidder. Isn't that wonderful? She said, I wanted a good education, so I started looking on the web for ways to finance my studies. And I came across a series of auction advertisements and found there were girls who had sold themselves for 3.1 million pounds, 3.5 million pounds, which would be over $4 million. So I decided I'd do the same thing when I turned 18. 
I hope to get as much as possible to fund my studies, to help my sister and my family and buy my parents a house. Oh, how proud would they be if they knew that you purchased their house with your virginity? Wouldn't that be? Oh, golly. I just I can't tell you the kind of pride I'd have with my daughter if they'd done that. That's <laughs> beautiful. Thank you, honey. Uh, I will really enjoy this house that you purchased with your virginity. I feel badly for this girl. It's be- really sad. Well, it's be- really well, sad. Well, it is. She went around the internet looking for ways to make money, mm-hmm. and she didn't stumble mm-hmm. upon the, the facial the cream. The facial cream, which <laughs> I mean, could have saved a lot of trouble, right? You know, you wouldn't have to sell your virginity if you got into the facial cream business. I mean, all she had to do was call Joanna Gaines and talk to her about the incredible opportunities. Mm-hmm. Available to women everywhere, and men for that matter. It may not be too late. Or you can sell those supplements mm. that Rob, Rob Gronkowski yeah. uses from the New England Patriots. Mm. Is she still uh, taking bids and stuff? I yep, mean, is it she sure so is. She could... you, think eight, you think a million dollars is big enough? Yeah, did the no. uh, conversion there were at $1.23 million okay. U.S. Okay. So um... she says there's a lot of men interested who are willing, uh, who are writing the agency and the highest offer we have at the moment, $1.230,000. Million, $1. Wow. <laughs> Who would think that's worth it? The auction is taking part on the European site Elite Models VIP. Not to be confused with Elite Models in the UK because that's a legitimate business. So uh, she's trying to help her sister. Buy the buy her parents uh, a house. She also says that uh, her parents would be horrified if they knew. She says, "I'm quite nervous, but I'm also quite confident because if a man is is disposed to pay so much for you, he will certainly be a kind person." Oh yeah, I think you could draw that conclusion. <laughs> this girl needs help. Somebody, please. Anybody who knows this girl, please step in and help her. I'm sure we'll have a great time together. Uh-huh. A doctor will verify her virginity before she has sex for the first time. Aww. So you know that you're actually getting the virgin. The virgin. Uh, so she says, I haven't told them I want any type or age. I don't know how much the agency can show me about him before we meet, but I, I hope before I meet him, I can know more about him and speak to him on the phone. My virginity will go to the highest bidder, but if I don't get on well with him, I'll be able to choose another bidder. So you could be the highest bidder, and then she could turn on you. <laughs> How upset would you be then? Uh, she admitted she's a bit apprehensive about having sex for the first time, but not because her partner will be a stranger. She's worried about hurting her family. In the story... <laughs> I got news where you already have. In the story... Uh, they don't give her real name. They call her Nicole. That's not her actual name. But they show her picture, mm-hmm. face, and everything. They show her in lingerie in the photo. Well, how are your parents not going to know? Wow. And she says, I didn't want my parents to know about this because they're very strict. And they wouldn't approve. And even my friends don't know anything about it. Yeah, they do now, Pumpkin. Yeah, and I got news they for do you. now. They're not, quote, very strict, end quote. If that's what you're basing off of, they'd be upset that you're selling your virginity. <laughs> that's just common sense. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, man. What a world. Isn't it great? What a world. I'm loving this.
And this has happened before. Do you remember the model? Her name was Giselle. It's not the Giselle that Tom Brady's married to, but it's some other model named Giselle. Sold her virginity to some businessman a while ago for uh, over two million pounds, which is close to three million dollars. Mm-hmm. A British woman who was twenty six also raised millions by selling her virginity to the highest bidder. There are actually people in one of these. I forget which one it was, but one of these women said that Bruce Willis had entered the bidding. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's true, but if it is, that's pretty sad. You can't get a date on your own, Bruce? You get pay for that? Really? Hey, but you know what? There is good news. We have an asteroid on the way. Well, and, and <laughs> it's, it's going to be a close call, right? Yeah. They think anything... 4.6 miles or closer is uh-huh. is yeah 4, 4, <laughs> 4.6 miles would be really close. Yeah, that would be close. 4.6 million miles or closer is a close shave, and this is coming 2.3 or something. 2.6 million. 2.6 million miles. Shoo! Wow. And it is uh, I don't know asteroid. Uh, oh, it has a name here. Uh, I don't know. AJ129 was the last one that came close. But uh, hey, you know what? Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the one that just wipes us off the planet. Here's hoping. We've just gone too far. Here's open. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Let me tell you about Cosmo Hurts Kids. Speaking of uh, disgusting stories, uh, Cosmo is loaded with them. That's why Cosmo Hurts Kids founder Victoria Hurst has launched this effort. Her family is is the family, the Hurst Corporation, that publishes. Cosmo magazine. So she's not trying to edit the newspaper. She's not trying to censor, censor them. She's not trying to run them out of business. She just wants states material harmful to minor laws applied to Cosmo so that stores couldn't sell it to kids under 18. And then they wouldn't see the nine oh so subtle sex toys that could easily be, be mistaken for household items. Uh, that list mm, shows you things like rubber ducks and uh, uh toothbrushes and other items that you could use and that's not the half of it in cosmo so asteroid it's coming <laughs> if you'd like to learn more about the cosmo hurts kids campaign go to cosmohurtskids.com of course we're all about free speech this is just about applying the state's har- material harmful to minor laws to cosmo magazine so it can't be sold to kids under 18 if you believe that, as I do and Victoria does, visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. What a world. Virgins selling themselves online for millions of dollars. And at the same time, uh, trying to keep it from their parents and their friends, despite the fact that they posted their pictures online. (laughs) It just nothing makes sense anymore. Two million dollars for this? Really? Uh, It's just unbelievable. Just unbelievable how hard up guys are. Uh, you, okay, what is more shocking? The fact that 
she's trying to make a quick payday off of this, or the fact that someone is willing to spend that kind of money yeah, for I know. sex. They're, they're both are that, pretty shocking. Yeah, I think that sure one's more shocking. Worse. The yeah. fact that someone is going to pay that amount of money, come on. I mean, you must have an endless amount of money, or you're extremely hard up. One of the two. Uh, 888-900-3393. I'm sure Jeffy could introduce you to several cheaper options. Um, maybe we'll ask him in about uh, 45 minutes or so on chewing the fat. Let's go to Chris in Tennessee. Chris, you're on the blaze. Hi. Chris, you there? Apparently we lost him. We lost him. Didn't even know him. Didn't well. even know him, and yet we lost him. Gosh. Charlene in Michigan, you're on the blaze. Hi, Pat. Hi. I was just going to share how um, this is an opportunity to teach kids about the value of waiting till they're married, of mm. how valuable, you know, these girls selling themselves on the internet, selling their bodies like this, it's going to come back to get them. I mean, they're going to end up with some big, greasy Saudi Arabian prince, you know, huge <laughs> <laughs> fat guy, and and uh, they're going to be all over the tablet, you know, all over the place. It's going to be a public thing. And so yeah. they're making a choice. But I will say we, you know, it's an opportunity also to educate our kids about human trafficking, and the realities of it. Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, that can, that situation mm-hmm. can turn bad real quick if it became a trend. Uh, we used the movie Taken. We have three boys and a, and a little daughter. But we, when our boys turn 13, we show them the movie Taken. And we teach them at the very end of the movie about how, you know, all those men bidding for those those virgin girls, mm-hmm. how she, you know, went for the most money, how, you know, how valuable it yeah. is, to, yeah. how rare and um, to, to, to wait and be, you know, abstain until they're married. And so yeah. it's been uh, you know, very impactful for the for our kids. But That's a, it's a great way to teach a, it. Yeah, appreciate it. Teaching moment for Thanks, Charlene. Uh, and, you know, with all of the work that we do with underground uh, Operation Underground Railroad with uh, with Tim and Tim Ballard and his group who go into all of these countries and rescue these girls. In some cases, you know, as young as 11 or, or younger, mm-hmm. and they've been used as sex slaves. Uh, th- that would also be, I think, helpful to, to show your children. Just how precious their life is, and how they don't have to throw it away like this. You, you don't have to. You don't have to give it away or sell it away. Uh, Chris in Tennessee, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, hey guys, hey. how's it going today? Doing good. Good deal. I was going to comment about the Matt Damon thing. Um, what he said originally was very true. He made the comment that you know maybe patting a girl on the bottom isn't the same as somebody who had been sexually assaulted and uh he's he's right i i uh when Alyssa milano started that hashtag me too thing originally i read most of the comments and there was one woman who said that uh she wore this sexy dress to a party of some kind i'm assuming probably christmas party and a guy made a comment about her looking sexy or hot and she said i've been harassed me hashtag me too and if if they keep oh, com- uh, treating those as the same, yeah, then people's going to start they are coming up with crazy, crazy ideas, especially in today's time, yeah. where if they're looked at looked at the wrong way, they're going to be considered harassed. And if they if they keep comparing uh, treating those as the same, the, that movement's going to be derailed very, very quickly. So yeah, 
you can't really treat them the same. They need to be treated differently, in no, my that's, opinion. That's for sure. Appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Um, although Matt Damon knew. He, he knew what was going on with Harvey Weinstein and knew it wasn't just slapping somebody's butt or complimenting them on their looks. He knew what was going on with Harvey Weinstein, as did George Clooney and everybody else who was close to the dirtbag. So let's not cut uh, Matt Damon too much slack. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. National Reviews. Um, Victor Davis Hansen wrote this really long article on uh, Trump who is undoing all of, systematically undoing all of Trump's, all of Obama's policies. And I, I think those of us on the right are excited about that. But he kind of uh, calls out people who weren't excited about Trump in the first place, like me, for instance. Um, He says, Donald Trump continues to baffle. Never Trump Republicans still struggle to square the circle of quietly agreeing so far with most of his policies as they loudly insist that his record is already nullified by its supposedly odious author. Now, I, I don't think we've said that any of his good policies have been nullified. I don't make that claim at all. I, it's, you know, I don't know who he's talking about with the never Trump Republicans necessarily because the Republicans I know that are paying attention to this and are honest say, yeah, he's, you know, some of the things he's done are really good, but the, that doesn't nullify the problems with Trump. I guess Victor Davis Hanson believes it does. Or surely it soon will be discredited by the next Trumpian outrage, or his successes belong to congressional and cabinet members while his failures are all his own. Rarely do they seriously reflect on what otherwise over the last year might have been the trajectory of a Clinton administration. I think we've, I think we've reflected on that. Contrary to popular supposition, the, lo- the left loathes Trump not just for what he's done. It's too often consumed with fury to calibrate carefully. The particulars of the Trump agenda. Rather, it despises him mostly for what he superficially represents. To many, to to many progressives and indeed elites of all persuasions, Trump is also the prince of anti-culture, mindlessly naive American boosterism, conspicuous 1950s-style unapologetic consumption, repetitive and limited vocabulary, fast food culinary tastes, Queen's accent, herky-jerky mannerisms. Ostentatious dress, bulging appearance, poorly disguised facial expressions, embracing rather than sneering at middle class appetites, a lack of subtlety, nuance, and ambiguity. <laughs> that mm-hmm. sums up Donald mm-hmm. Trump pretty yeah, well. We're there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sums it up. 
In short, Trump's very essence wars with everything that long ago was proven to be noble, just, and correct by Vanity Fair, NPR, The New Yorker, Google, The West Side, and Daily Show. Uh, there is not even a smidgen of a concession that some of Trump's policies might offer tens of thousands of forgotten inner-city youth good jobs or revitalize a dead and written-off town in the Midwest or make the petroleum of the war-torn Persian Gulf strategically irrelevant to an oil-rich United States. Yet one way of understanding Trump, especially the momentum of his first year, is through recollection of the last eight years of the Obama administration. Trump is the un-Obama. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think we've been honest enough to realize that. Mm-hmm. I think we've recognized that. Uh, I think we've given him credit for that. He's absolutely the anti-Obama. And he's absolutely done some things that have been surprisingly good. Meanwhile, uh, Hansen writes, surprisingly, that's saying quite a lot more than simple reductive negativism. Uh, Republicans have not seriously attempted to roll back the administration state, the administrative state since Reagan. On key issues of climate change, entitlements, illegal immigration, government spending, and globalization, it was sometimes hard to distinguish a Bush initiative from a Clinton policy. True. Or a McCain bill from a Biden proposal. There was often a reluctant acceptance of the seemingly inevitable march to the European-style socialist administrative state. Of course, there were sometimes differences between the two parties, such as the George W. Bush's tax cuts, which weren't permanent. Somehow, when he had a Republican majority, didn't make them permanent. Um, or Republicans' opposition to Obamacare. Yet, for the most part, since 1989, we've had lots of rhetoric, but otherwise no serious effort to prune back the autonomous bureaucracy that grew ever larger. These are all good points. Few Republicans in the executive branch sought to reduce government employment, deregulate, sanction radical expansion of fossil fuel production, question the economic effects of globalization on Americans between the coasts, address deindustrialization, recalibrate the tax code, rein in the EPA, secure the border, reduce illegal immigration, or question transnational organizations. To do all that would require a president to be largely hated by the left, demonized by the media, and caricatured in popular culture. And few were willing to endure the commensurate ostracism. George W. Bush certainly wasn't willing to take that on. He didn't do any of those things. George W. Bush kind of went along with the status quo on immigration and uh, all of these things. I mean, even the, even the tax cuts we got were temporary and, and had sunsets on them. Even the, the shock and awe that was promised was, was never that. We didn't, even, we didn't even prosecute the war in a way that I would have expected from George W. Bush. Whereas, on the other hand, Donald Trump has seemingly uh, turned things over to the military. He's been very, very pro-military. Given them raises, given them free free reign, he's changed the uh, rules of engagement. He's taken the handcuffs off of them, and it's been incredibly successful. Yeah, yeah. I think looking back on the Bush uh, presidency, I think it was a lot of wasted opportunities. Yes, it was, it was. good to get the um, Supreme Court justices that we did, uh, but 
there was so much progressivism mixed in with the conservatism that by the time 2006 rolled along, mm-hmm. Democrats took control of the Congress. And by 2008, we got ourselves Barack Obama. And so I think with Trump, he's doing great things, but it's almost like, all right, but could you just do them? It's, mm-hmm. put, let's put the show on the shelf mm-hmm. and just do these conservative things that you're doing. Keep going down that trajectory. And uh, it just I wonder if his bravado is going to be overkill for a setup like 2006, 2008. Yeah, it's possible. Um, Hansen continues, the left and never Trump right claim that Trump is Stalin, Hitler or Mussolini. I've never claimed that. Never claimed that. I mean, the left does. Yes. Uh, in fact, for the first time in eight years, it's highly unlikely that the FBI, IRS, CIA, DOJ, and other alphabet soup agencies see their tasks as going after the president's perceived opponents. The same about face is true on the foreign policy front as the ancient practice of deterrence replaced the modern therapeutic mindset. Obama blurred, deliberately so, the lines between allies and hostiles. Boy, he sure did. America experienced the worst of both worlds. Rarely respected by our friends, even more rarely feared by our enemies. Loud rhetorical muscularity was backed up only by strategic patience and leading from behind. On the supposedly friendly side, Europe assumed that the United States would fawn after the virtue-signaling Paris Climate Accord. Palestinians concluded that there was no shelf life on victimhood and that America simply would not, could not, dare not move its embassy to Jerusalem as the Congress had chronically showboated it would. NATO just knew that endless subsidies were its birthright and prior commitments were debatable. All of these things are really good points. Uh, uh, from Hansen and, and very true. And I, I think if you're honest, you have to kind of give them that. And that's why, you know, we've, we've probably, it sounds like we've changed our tune on Trump. Um, but there are still the problems that you just, you can't ignore. Like the, you know, the continued lies from his spokespeople or he himself, or the continued uh, Twitter feuds with people that just shouldn't happen from the president of the United States. And those are just, it's tough to overlook those things. He writes, Russia understood that America was obsequiously flexible and ready to push a red plastic reset button in times of crisis. ISIS assumed that American lawyers were vetoing airstrike targets. I think under Obama they were. Iran guessed rightly that the Obama administration would concede a lot to strike a a legacy deal on non-proliferation. It was unsure only about whether the Obama administration's eagerness to dissimulate about the disadvantages details were due to a sincere desire to empower revolutionary Shiite Iran as an antipode to Israel and the Sunni oil monarchies or arising from a reckless need to leave some sort of foreign policy signature. Kim Jong-un concluded that the eight years of Obama's administration provided a rare golden moment to vastly expand its nuclear and missile capability. And then along came Donald Trump, who has changed all of those policies. Certainly uh, has delivered a message to ISIS and to North Korea. People ask me all the time, "What what do you think of the job he's done with North Korea? I don't think you can argue with the fact that while it seemed like we were 
razor close to nuclear war with them for a while. That's calmed down a lot. And I think it was his tough rhetoric that made them back down. It's to the point now where they're marching together in the Winter Olympic Games next month. Yeah. North and South Korea (laughs) are marching together in the Winter Games. Wow. That's huge. They have never done that. Not, Not in the history of Korea have they done that. And so... Not only did he assure the uh, the safety of the athletes who are gathering there, he's actually combined his forces with South Korea now, or his athletes with South Korea now. And he's, he's really sort of backed down on the rhetoric that uh, he was pumping out there for a while. It's, it's pretty amazing to see. And you can't, so you can't deny the fact, uh, I don't think, that Trump has made some serious inroads in foreign policy, especially where the, the where the military is concerned. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We're also joined uh, by Brad Staggs here, who uh, I'm sure well has some interesting facts on combined with that and the fact that it's so cold out. Maybe hell has finally frozen over. Mm-hmm. It's possible. <laughs> it's absolutely possible because mm-hmm. that's about the only mm-hmm. thing that'll explain half of this stuff. Well, so yeah, I just have a little a question for you. If 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 you, let's say your tragus itched, where would you be scratching? Um, in a room out of sight from everyone else, preferably. <laughs> I'm going to say my ear. <laughs> oh. That's very good. Oh, that's you. what I meant. It's actually, you. but it's actually a very specific part of your ear, your tragus. Okay. <laughs> it's, Tell me about this. You want to find your tragus? <laughs> you just put your finger on your cheekbone, go straight back. It's that little thing right there uh, at the front. People get that right. sometimes pierced. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, hair grows out of your tragus, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh-huh. That's but me. you know what it's there for? Uh. It helps collect sound from behind you. Oh, you know really? that? Yeah. Oh. It collects sound waves from behind you, funnels them down to the ear. So you see, everything has a purpose. Mm. Even the hair and Except the ear. Except your appendix, for some Except, reason. Yeah, we right? We don't know what that does. Well, uh, we're working so. on Appendix RX, <laughs> which you'll be able to clean out your appendix. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> at home. But while we're waiting on that to get developed... There is Wax RX, which is for specifically cleaning out the, the excess wax in your ears, which happens for a number of reasons. Never stick a Q-tip in your ear and never use a thumbtack to try to clean out your ear. Go to usewaxrx.com, a three-step system, very simple to use. And if you use promo code radio, you'll get free standard shipping. It's very simple. No unimportant parts. Usewaxrx.com, promo code radio. This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. We're just talking about uh, Trump's dealings with North Korea. There's a story uh, today about Kim Jong-un's childhood and what kind of guy he is. When he fell from heaven? Or was that his dad? I I think that was dad. Okay, my bad. Yeah, I think he was just born here. Whoa. Yeah. He's kind of slumming it. Yeah, really. He's known around the world. As the dictator, a ruthless dictator, nuclear threat. But during the late 90s, 
The now 34-year-old Kim Jong-un was known to his school friends as a child with a good sense of humor that obsessed over basketball, especially the Chicago Bulls. Huh. Uh, maybe now huh. we know the Rodman connection. A, right? Because he played with the Bulls, son. Right. Yeah, okay. I'm sure that's how that developed. Huh. Rare image of Kim Jong-il uh, and his third son, son Kim, Kim Jong-un, during his youth. Uh, jo- Jong-un appears to be wearing Mickey Mouse ears. <laughs> Jong-il was almost never pictured with his daughters before his death in 2011, which caused Jong-un to come to power in the DPRK, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. It's interesting. Why did the other sons, uh, if he's only the third son, I wonder how that happened. Huge fan of uh, Michael Jordan. And obviously, he and uh, Dennis Rodman have hit it off over the years. <clears throat> Apparently, he took the empty seat in class next to... He, he went to school in... Um, uh, Switzerland, right? Switzerland, hmm. yeah. Yeah, Daddy sent him... Why? Right. When, 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 you know, things are so good in North Korea, why would you send him to school in Switzerland? For some reason, he did. And uh, so Kim Jong-un got into the seat next to Portuguese diplomat son, and the pair became really good friends. He said, we had a lot of fun together. He was a good guy. Lots of kids liked him. I don't know anything about his life today. Another former classmate said he had a sense of humor and got on well with everyone, even those pupils who came from countries who were enemies of North Korea. Uh, politics were a taboo subject at school. We argued about football, not politics. I'm sure they mean soccer, which is not football. Mm-mm. Kim Jong-un was one of five known children. His older brother and younger sister also studied at private Swiss schools in the 90s. His older half-brother was famously assassinated with poison at Kuala Lumpur, um, you know, by Kim Jong-un, of course. So, goodbye to him. Uh, Ko Young-suk, Kim Jong-un's aunt on the maternal side, acted as a garden, uh, guardian to Un and his two siblings during their school days in Switzerland. I, I see, I'm kind of confused as to why they didn't go to school in the right. wonderful Democratic People's Republic of uh, of Korea. I mean, that's a scholastic haven, is it not? I've ever, I think almost everybody aspires to go to school there, don't they? Mm-hmm. We lived in a normal house and acted like a normal family. I acted like their mother, she said, about her time looking after the Supreme Leader and his siblings. Ms. Ko added that Kim Jong-un wasn't a troublemaker, but he was short-tempered and had a lack of tolerance. Oh, we got problems. <laughs> he's yeah. got something now. Yeah. Oh, no. Thus the uh, assassination of his older brother in Kuala Lumpur, and thus the among fact- other things. And it's supposedly his uncle, too. Didn't he have him eaten by dogs or something? Right. And uh, there's a little thing called nuclear weapons <laughs> yeah. that he now has access to, apparently. He was surrounded by the best gadgets the rest of us kids couldn't afford, TVs, video recorder, Sony PlayStation. He had a cook, a driver, a private teacher. This is a kid from a communist country where, gosh, I thought everybody was equal, where uh, nobody had these kinds of benefits. Everybody is on, I mean, there's no income inequality. Mm Mm-hmm. So how could somebody be so much richer than everybody else? Well, the good news is nobody in North Korea will be reading that story. Yeah, that's for sure. So He only spoke about his life in the homeland rarely, 
but I knew he had a certain homesickness. On his stereo, he only played North Korean songs. No, me too. Really? Yeah. I don't listen to anything but North Korean music. Uh, Western music didn't do it for him, nor does it do it for me. Like, just tell me, just, you know, pretend I don't know North Korean music. What's, um, say, your favorite North Korean tune that we would all... I think, you know, it's hard. It's too hard to pick one specific song over the others. They're all so good. I would really hate to know that right now as I'm speaking, you're Googling North Korean pop hits. (laughs) Pat. Well, I mean, women are flowers, of course. <laughs> women are flowers. One of my favorites. Is it? Mm-hmm. Who sings it? My Country is Best. Mm. Tell me you don't love that song. Oh, yeah. And Let Us Just Love. I think those are, you know, a few of few of my favorites. A few of your favorites? Also, um, mm. I, I happen to very much enjoy mm-hmm. uh, Defenders of... <laughs> Defenders of the Headquarters of the Revolution. Mm. See, that's not as catchy as it could be, though. Oh, I think it is. Hmm. It's got a great beat. It's easy to dance to. No. Are you telling me... (laughs) Are you saying you don't listen to defend the headquarters of the revolution a lot? I mean, not lately. Okay. I mean, once it gets into your head, you can't get it out. I I recognize that. Uh, But... I love it enough to where I do it anyway. <laughs> wow. That's good stuff. No wonder he listened to North Korean songs. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. that has over a million views on YouTube. Now, how is that possible? Defend the headquarters <laughs> of revolution. These are the... Over a million views. I found this Jeez. article. Top five essential DPRK uh, songs. North Korea, let's see. Air Ring, I don't know. Um, the Whistle Song, Please Let the Snow Fall on New Year's Day. We oh, will yeah. go to Mount yeah, yeah. Peak 2. Uh-huh. And, uh, sure. Nice to meet you. Name of a song. <laughs> but you've got the classics, though. Oh, See, yeah. Th- this is right. like more of the more right. modern, you know, crazy kids of uh, of the day type tunes here. You've got <laughs> the I'm more traditional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more uh, North Korean standards kind of guy. And you were right. You said once it's once it's once uh, you hear it, it'll be in your head all day. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, you'll, you'll keep mean, humming that all how day How do long. I not just start breaking into song right now? <laughs> mm. Something about communist music that is just... All the same. So dark. Whether it's North Korean, Chinese, uh, Russian, Soviet, all of those things are, they have that uh, male choral sound. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It's really good. Very, very stirring. Wow. That was very good. That was spontaneous and right on point. I I told you it's in my head all day now. All day. All of us actually now. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Here's something kind of interesting. They're talking now because Google, Facebook, Amazon, and Apple are getting to the point where they're dominating the world. And so, as happened with Standard Oil, AT and T, Microsoft, they're talking about breaking them up now. Today's tech giants are just as dominant as you know AT and T was in its heyday. Um. Google drives 89% of internet searches. Do you know anybody who uses any other search besides Google? I don't know anybody. Mm, Lycos? No. <laughs> Yahoo? <I said> around. 
<laughs> Bing. Oh, no. yeah, Bing. Uh, right. Do they? Ah, nobody uses Bing, do they? Mm-hmm. 95% of young adults on the internet use a Facebook uh, product. Wait, how many? 95%. Wow. Look at me in the upper uh-huh. 5% percent uh-huh. or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> what a surprise that would be. Amazon.com now accounts for 75% of electronic book sales. Google and Facebook absorbed 63% of online ad spending last year. Hmm. Google and Apple provide 99% of mobile phone operating systems. 99%. Is there another? Um, Yeah, the Motorola thing. That's a separate thing. GoMoto or Moto whatever. Hello, Moto. Hello, Moto. I hate those commercials. <laughs> I wouldn't buy a Motorola phone just because of the stupid commercials. Uh, too many colors. Apple and Microsoft supply 95% of desktop operating systems. Now, is that a problem? I mean, they they produce a product that people use and want. It, it doesn't the free market take care of this? When something else comes along, we'll go with that, right? I mean, somebody will eventually topple Facebook. For a long time, people thought maybe it would be Twitter. They haven't been able to, but they've coexisted pretty nicely. Growing number of critics, though, think these tech giants need to be broken up or regulated like Standard Oil and AT&T once were. We'll talk about this a little more coming up. Uh, We've got Jeffy also uh, back for Chewing the Fat next. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. Puts a little smile on your face. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, That sound means it's time for chewing the fat with Jeffy. Before you start, (laughs) I got two questions for you. One, are Google, Facebook, Amazon, and Apple too dominating? Should they be broken up? Uh, Like Standard Oil and AT&T. Right, using those as examples, you pretty much have to think that they should be, right? I mean, they're getting to the point where they are. Well, they Um, they threatened Microsoft for a long time. Remember that back in the late 80s, early 90s, Microsoft was going to be broken up. We didn't, and we survived. Uh, And other people came along and and supplanted them as world leaders. It is getting, you know, look, I, I, I say no. I mean, in my yeah. heart, I say, obviously say no. As a capitalist, yeah. you have to say no. But man, there's. But they are big. They they are big, they and they're controlling, and they're they're at a point now where it's very very difficult for any. And again, very very difficult doesn't mean it can't be done. Yeah. But it's making it you know harder and harder to create something to go up against them. I mean, they just uh, they just suck you in. But you know, a, a capitalist would say so. I create a great product that people want. Right. I've that's what a, I mean. In my heart, I say, so let them be. Google let has a be. search engine that nobody have, can, can, listen, can compete with. If you can, can create something mm-hmm. that I can know about and use that will 
let me order a product and have it dropped on my roof two minutes later. I mean, that's incredible. Do it. Right. Right. Do and, it. I mean, nobody foresaw this from Amazon <laughs> right. 10 years ago. Right. Nobody. Why are we punishing success, though? I mean, seriously. Uh, we well, shouldn't. No, we, we should shouldn't. not right. punish su- success like that. I don't think we should. It's it's just a, you know it's so difficult for people to think they're just too big they're too right. big but those same yeah. amount of those same people are the people that you know want their latte delivered to them on time and absolutely hot. and so, they want on. their search engine to right. work they want to show the results that they're looking for right not something completely unrelated correct uh, the other question I have for you is did you hear the story about the eighteen year old virgin who's selling her virginity online. You, I knew that there's another one. There's there's been a few lately. Yeah, there's been a few. There's a brand new one. There's now. another so one. So she wants a little over a million for yeah, her virginity. Uh, well, somebody supposedly has offered 1.2 million. So wow. Yeah. Wow. And how old is she? 18. It's getting a little up there <laughs> for, <laughs> for a million. <laughs> okay. It's good. Okay. I mean, <laughs> you asked. I, Yes, I'm already sorry for that, but uh, yeah, I did. Oh, I'm just, I did. I'm very sorry for that. I mean, a million three. <laughs> no, never mind. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna go. Down. Well, Stop she thinks it. she's gonna get a lot more than that. I, I mean, bet. these are just the initial offerings, and I mean, come on. <clears throat> and she doesn't want her parents to know, and yet her, her picture is everywhere. What? Isn't that bizarre? That's yeah, called planning ahead. She, she did take the time to change her name to Nicole, but it's a little too late because. Her pictures. I'll tell you there. what. I'll like her family's what. not going to recognize. Oh, oh that, that looks like my daughter Sylvia. Uh, nope, but it's Nicole. It says she's Nicole, so yeah. I guess not. <laughs> You've got a doppelganger, <laughs> and uh, she's the same age, and uh, she was in the same. Plus, town. if I'm paying, if I'm paying for that, I'm paying for the name too. Uh, I get to mean, call you whatever name. Okay, you're whatever the hell name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what, okay, you, I, what you put online. I really regret even bringing this topic up around you. I really regret it. But I mean, we're just talking right. about the story. We're, we're just talking. We're just talking about. I'm just saying, story. if it were me, and I'm saying, purchasing the product, maybe we should talk about some other story. Like, for instance, what do you have? <laughs> you were just talking about uh, South and North Korea and uh, Kim Jong and uh, how they were raised and everything. But hey, good news. There's going to be the governments of North Korea and South Korea have agreed to march together. I know. In the 2018 amazing. Winter Olympics. Huh? I Come think, on now. Honestly, I think Trump had something to do with that. I think so, too. I mean, they're the two nations. Uh, they're going to they're gonna form a shared women's ice hockey team. A uh, 230-person cheering squad to the Olympics. It's pretty amazing. Um, they're sending some big uh, orchestra or something from yeah. North Korea. Um, now, yeah, not everyone is crazy. Together, that's amazing. No, not everyone is crazy. It has to be okayed yet by the Olympic Committee, obviously. So we'll see. They're going to rubber oh. stamp it, I'm sure. I'm sure, yeah. Because they, Cause they definitely a, want that. This is a sign of peace that <laughs> yes. we haven't had for ever. Yes, they definitely want that. Now, not everyone, you know, like uh, uh, North Korea, the, the Japanese foreign minister, uh, Taro Kono, mm-hmm. uh, the fact that North Korea is engaging in dialogue could be interpreted as proof that the sanctions are working. So let's not get too carried away yeah let's continue this for a little while and see where it leads it's a really good point too yeah <clears throat> really good point but i i go back to you can't i mean you can i guess and people will but i don't think you can argue with the way trump's handled this no you can't he's, he's taking a hard right? line he's taking a really hard line and, and i think they respond to that uh, they absolutely we've said we've said it it's like the islamic dictators yes. and extremists take we've a hard line because that that's what they understand i mean they look 
it's been so we we were the first time i went to the middle east we were told by people in their shops that america needed to take a harder stand because that's what they respond to shop owners saying you know if i come in as an example Mm -hmm. if i come into the shop and i go oh how much is that and the guy says "Uh, 25 cents and i go oh okay cool oh no 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 for that right there No, no 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 50 cents and uh, and he's like, what because you, have you to are say willing. Is, no, I'll give you ten. Right. I'll give you ten because cents the, for it. Your willingness, right off the bat, to pay yeah. the twenty-five means you can afford more. Right. And so what they're using that as an example of is if we, you know, at the bargaining table, if you're willing to come to us with this, there's more. Yep. Exactly. And I mean that's the way they think. So mm-hmm. you got to do the hard line. Like this mm-hmm. is it, baby. And I think he's this done is that. It. I think he has too. So hopefully it has paid off. Yeah. I mean. I, I don't know if it has, but obviously, so far, yeah. it certainly has. seems to be working good. Yes, it does. All right, so uh, Vegas and the shooting. And, oh, my gosh. Oh, do we have uh, any I mean, new information now? We've got a little bit of new information out there. Not a whole <laughs> lot. I mean, we've got some that talked about uh, the information that was released about the uh, girlfriend uh, when she was being uh, interviewed, saying that she would have, uh, you know, it's possible she would have her fingerprints on the on the bullets. Yeah, because she helped him load, she helped him load or and something. unload the weapons, you know, when Which he was Which sounds to me firing. like she was involved, or at least she knew what he was it doing. It does, and, and the report of her uh, Facebook page being deleted, uh, being made private, uh, and then deleted, and that was before uh, they even knew who it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes you kind of think like, oh, there's a shooting in Vegas. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's my boyfriend. Delete, delete. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe she, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they will all, we though? Will we see? Well, this has been so weird. I don't. I don't know if we're going to see. I know. You know. You think about this. Now we wondered why we haven't seen any footage or, or anything. But I mean, the investigators have twenty-two thousand hours of surveillance and cell phone footage, and two hundred and fifty thousand photos, amounting to about forty terabytes of data to go through. So I mean, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. Now they've brought in extra people, and I'm you know obviously it's not just one guy. <laughs> <laughs> sitting in the corner at the FBI office going, man, got through yesterday. <laughs> you know? I don't know, man. It's the government. It's the federal government. To, Who knows? I, I was going to try to get to lunch, but, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, that'd be a lot for one guy. Yes. But we also mm-hmm. have uh, Tuesday, a uh, hearing Tuesday, uh, resulted in a uh, joint lawsuit. Uh, that seven media outlets, including Associated Press, New York Times, NBC TV, are for warrants connected to the Las Vegas Metropolitan mm-hmm. Police Department's investigation to the deadly mass shooting. Now, in NBC TV reporter Craig Fainer tweeted that uh, LVMPD requested an in-camera or private hearing from the judge to explain why the police department is requesting ongoing secrecy in the investigation. It's been more than 100 days <sighs> wow. since they've held a press conference in relation to the shooting. <clears throat> Okay, so they still are going on. Now, the and specifics... And I will say again, this is contributing get to this. the yes. conspiracy theories. Get this. Those specifics remain unclear. An attorney for the LVMPD reported, said in, a, said in court that police are investigating additional charges somehow related to the shooting. Well, the guy's dead, so what additional... The girlfriend? Someone else? Yeah. The, I mean, who else? Well, it could be the uh, security Security guy? guy? I mean, I... I mean, you—they've been saying all along there was a second shooter. I know. And now the judge now, uh, and they said, you know, a lot of the experts said, now nah, that was an echo. You're hearing an right, echo, right? Uh, but people insist. They sure do, and there's footage out there that <clears throat> makes you think that there certainly was. 
Um, I get that there's shadows and the lights and everything, but there's some cell phone footage out there that makes it look like there was more than one shooter. I've got, I have no disgust for any of the theories because, of course, they're going to spring up when you give no information about this for four months. Right. Five months almost. You know, this is going to happen. You're going to have people draw their own conclusions if you don't tell them what actually happened. Keep keep it being secret. I mean, they've already said, they've already told us originally they tried to, well, we're going to try to get you all the information before the anniversary date. Yeah, October. Yeah, we appreciate it. Before the anniversary date? sometime in October. I mean. Come on. Now, the brief, the judge uh, told. uh, Didn't that happen in September? Las Vegas. I thought it happened in September. Uh, Okay. The first of a month. I remember that. Hang on. Uh, we're going to look. Anyway, but I mean... I'll, it's been so long so, that I can't even... I don't even know when it happened. It was October 1st. Yeah. Was October, it? yeah. Okay. So, so even if they make it mid-October, you're after the anniversary. got news for you there, pal. Um, the hearing... Uh, the, the judge told that they have a week, the LVMP, a week to file this brief arguing why an in-camera hearing is necessary. And uh, it would be filed under seal until she reviews it. Now, the... Reporters saying, hey, that's kind of scary for uh, Las Vegas Police Department because it's just temporary. So if the judge says, hey, this doesn't need to be under seal, then it'll be public. And that's what he's hoping for, obviously. Now, to add to the, add to the fire a little bit, um, Las Vegas authorities and MGM Resorts have begun discussing on possibly constructing a SWAT building at the site of the strip shooting. Now, the discussions concerned a portion of the concert venue uh, called The Village. Uh, look, it's just an exploratory meeting. Uh, we're not, we're not going to use the site as a training area. We're just going to, you know, the idea is donate, sell, or lease the land to the Metropolitan Police Department. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's some kind of payoff for allowing, the, you know, all the security guards not to be... Uh, Citizens. <laughs> well, not to we've be. suspected that since day one. I mean, right? I don't know, but since I'm just, the first day we heard about the security guy I'm not saying, I'm being not sure, on any of their records. I'm not sure what the SWAT building would be. Yeah, uh, I just know the property is worth about forty million. Yeah, uh, I, I think there's some problems with the casino I and the so. hotel, and they've all got so much money invested. That it, and something went wrong here. I know. I don't, I don't know what it is. Uh, somebody screwed up really bad, and they're trying to keep it from everybody. And, and you start going through the timelines, and now we've got timeline changes of wh- when was who was shot, when it was shot, when the police came. Yeah, it's and beyond that, you've got people who died afterwards, and everybody, you know, you, and you've got a lot of people right. making something yeah. out of that. <laughs> that, <laughs> well, that wasn't an but accident. We're making something out of it because we don't have any closure on anything else. Exactly right. That's why I don't. Doesn't bother me. There's conspiracy theories around this. There, of course, there's conspiracy theories. It's, you can't just leave this vacuum out there. People are going to fill it, and they are. And they are. And they and, are. And they are. It's like the Clinton thing. With I mean, you see all the people who have died since, or supposedly. I mean, we're like at one forty now, right, or something like that. With with Clinton, yeah. Oh, I think it's more like a thousand or something. I don't know. But, oh, Pat, you're being but, silly. Uh, so you're trying to make fun of the truth. But but it is strange that you know these poor people that survived the shooting and then a few days later were killed in a car Horrible. accident or something, and it's just it's strange. I mean, those things happen though, right? They do, and and you know, there's plenty of explanations as to why something like that yeah, would happen outside that aren't sinister. of the, yes, outside of that. And uh, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. the easiest one is it was supposed to be your time the other night. Yeah, or uh, uh, you got lucky once, you didn't get lucky right. this time. Right. Uh, maybe you got careless, in fact, mm-hmm. thinking you're invincible. Uh, there could be a lot of things. Right. 
I don't know, but uh, but there's a lot of weird stuff going on. There's more stuff, and then of course there's the Alex Jones stuff where it didn't happen. There again, they're crisis actors, and it just didn't happen. Shut up! Yeah, shut up. Why? Why does nothing ever happen? Nothing's real. There's nothing, never no, been a shooting. No, nothing's real. <laughs> There's never been a shooting. There's never been a terrorist act. Crime free. It's just all actors out there. It's pretty cool that nobody's dying. I, I love. That. I gotta tell you. Come on. Uh, there were for some of the footage that I've seen uh, from cell phones. Yeah. If those were actors. They did a really good job oh, making they, believe, they making me believe an Academy Award. that they weren't actors. Everybody yes. there deserves an Academy Award. Yes. You know, for a fact, it really happened. 58 people were killed. 500 were injured. That happened. Now, some of the other details were Everything more else, yeah. multiple shooters. Why did the guy do it? Maybe he had help that nobody wants us to know about. I don't know. Right. Maybe there was some terrorist thing that they don't want us to know about so we wouldn't panic. I don't know. It's very possible. I mean, every in the original throw-in from the FBI, they mm-hmm. talked about how they had warned uh, these places about possible terrorist acts uh-huh. uh, from terrorist people. So they always threw that in there as the, as the reminder. Yeah. But then they came back saying, no, 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 no. And yeah, the lady screaming, you're all going to die. And that was really weird. We never had that explained. And multiple witnesses said the woman came in, what, half an hour before it happened or yeah, something? And started screaming, you're all going to die. And then people started yeah. to die. But, you know, look, Did she walked. really know or was that just yeah. some psycho? I don't know. I don't know. But something no, we is don't. weird No, we there. don't know. But, I mean, we've all run into people on the streets in some oh, sure. cities that have told us we were all oh, going to yes. die. yes. And it hasn't happened yet. Right. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I mean, there's there's those arguments as well. Uh-huh. I mean, I didn't give a lady a dollar in New York on the corner of 44th and, <laughs> and 6th. I'm going to die, you <laughs> bastard. Where are you going? Yeah. <laughs> the lightning is going to strike you down. Right. So, I mean, it's possible that it was just a crazy lady in Vegas. It is. <laughs> Pretty coincidental if that's the case. Uh, but yeah. All right. So, I wanna, uh, I've got to... We're at here. I want to talk a little bit about uh, a clothing line. Uh, I've been pushing this line. I've been in talks for quite some some time, and I, I'm again proven that Jeffy I am Mumu? so far. The Jeffy Mumu. Mumu is by Jeffy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm so far ahead of my time. I'm behind because <laughs> now a Spanish designer has sent male models down the runway. That's like it gets so skirts, hot. It's now cold. Feather gowns. Same principle. <laughs> I mean, this this mm-hmm. Palomo Spain. 25, staged the show at Paris Men's Fashion Week because he believes, Pat, Mm -hmm. gender fluidity isn't solely a fashion statement but a way of being. How long have I said that? Come on. For how many many times have you heard me say gender fluidity is a way of being and stuff? I... (laughs) If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. I mean, you look at some of these pictures. Now, look, my moo-moos are far superior. Well, these aren't moo-moos, though. They're dresses for men, right? No, they are not. Form-fitting dresses for men. I mean, gender fluidity isn't solely a fashion statement, Uh but a way of being. A way of, I mean, a, I mean, a million times I've said that. Do uh, we not have some of the pictures yeah, from Fashion this? Week? I mean, I thought we had some of those pictures. I think pictures. we do. Oh, there we go. So. Yeah, we do. Oh, there it is. There's yeah, some, some good looks guys right in dresses and some pretty short ones. And, I mean, they're little, little floofies. Now, do they recommend that you shave your legs before you wear a mini dress or what? As, well, a, man, I mean, as a man. It's fine that you have hairy legs, right? Well, you know, not really. No? No, you probably should shave. Okay. I mean, depending on what kind, depending on you know maybe what your what your Seriously. significant other enjoyed. Are you really? 
is is any American? No, I can see that happening I in think, France. Really? Couldn't you see that in Spain and France, Europe? That's why we left the freaking continent in the first place. I think there's a new gender that we're, I can't see that happening here. We're looking at. <laughs> What's the definition there that I just highlighted? I think I just discovered what this is. Uh, it is... Uh, I don't know how to pronounce A gender? Yeah. A gender that is profound, deep, and infinite. Meant to resemble when one mirror is reflecting into another mirror, creating an infinite paradox. There I you think go. that's where we're at, right? You're well, a gender. Well, really, I mean, the the uh, creator of these of this clothing line believes... Uh, Heaven help us. He's part, he's part of a generation who refuses to, oh to define people in binary terms. Oh. <sighs> Bless you for doing that, it's for saying that, just for a being way that. of giving mm-hmm. guys who might want to yes. the possibility to wear really sophisticated materials and certain shapes and silhouettes that used to be associated with women's wardrobes. Damn it, if Amen. I want to wear a dress, that doesn't make me any less of a Thank man. Thank you. That's why uh, I've created the Moomoo's by Jeffy line. And okay. uh, we're in talks to be a more that comfortable the than these, probably. Way yeah. more comfortable. These are and, kind of form fitting. And to be clear, like. if you, you once once you start getting comfortable in the mumos, you're not going to be concerned about shaving your legs. Okay. <laughs> I think you're right about that, Jeffy. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to your line with a great deal I of know. anticipation. Is that a Jeffy? Now, do I need to be a bim gender before I buy a mumu? Je- no. no, 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 no. We okay. no, no, no. We don't care what gender you are. Just buy a mumu. Wow. Look at look at all these. So is this the 140 genders? Something hundred something. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. So, just going through the A's, <laughs> there are more than time? you can. There's a page and a half of A genders, Abimagender, Adamas gender, <laughs> Aerogender, Astetagender, Affectugender, sure. Agender gender, Agender flux, <laughs> Alexagender. What is that one? Uh, that's a gender that's fluid between more than one gender, but the individual can't tell what those genders are. Dear. Of course. Dear. Like you're, I mean, don't play like you're stupid. <laughs> well, even though you are. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this, we got to go through wait, this. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we'll be right back. But that is uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeffy. Let me tell you about uh, filterbite.com. Uh, because even with the holidays over, winter, man, is just setting in. Good golly. Three states in the South, Alabama, Georgia, and North Carolina, have declared states of emergency because of the storm. So we've got the homes all shut up. It was 10 degrees in the DFW last night. So you're not opening your windows and doors much. And so all of that polluted air just recirculates around your house. Sometimes it's 100 times more polluted than the air outside. So that can bring illness. I mean, we've got this flu thing going around anyway, and this just makes it worse allergies, wear and tear on your HVAC system. Great solution. It's called filterby.com. It's America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. Best part of it to me is they make all of this all of their product right here in America and they carry over 600 different filter sizes. If that doesn't suit you, if you got some really kind of strange filter size, they'll custom make one for you. All shipped free within 24 hours, so you get it really fast. There's absolutely no reason not to go to filterby.com. Check out the multitude of Merv ratings that you're looking for, the brand name you want, or just the size. And they go all the way up to hospital grade. So you're going to be removing all the dangerous pollen, mold, and dust from your uh, home's air. Right now, you'll also save 5% when you set up auto delivery, and then you don't have to worry about wind by and order your filters again. Save money, save time, and breathe better. It's filter by, that's B-U-Y, filterby.com, 
filterby.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, 888-900-3393. Uh, you, can, you can tweet us at uh, Pat Unleashed. Hashtag tell Pat. From Trav Watkins, he says, hey, that 18-year-old has to sell her virginity because the face cream market has become too saturated. <laughs> Everybody's in it now. Aren't you quitting uh, this job to go sell facial cream soon? Uh, that's what I'd heard, Jeffy. Jeffy's mic needs to be up. Uh, from Kaboom, North Korean music is like a North Korean bullet. Once you get it into your head, you can't get it out. Now, did you hear the the really catchy tunes? We we played a little uh, North Korean music because I'm you're not going to put it in my head. Such right? a big fan. <laughs> I, I won't write right this second. Uh, from Nathaniel Mounts, if the North Koreans at the Winter Olympics. Look a little nervous. It's because their families are probably being held hostage until they get back to the country. <laughs> That's a fact. No kidding, man. It's interesting because the, the communist uh, countries have long had that reputation. Yes, if you don't perform have. well, you're in trouble, man. You're in trouble. I mean, you those, go win some stuff for us. Some okay? of the people that have, uh, you know, have uh, broke broken away uh, and you know gotten away from the country and wanted to uh-huh. come to the U.S. and stuff. Uh-huh. It's frightening for them. That's a scary point in their life. No kidding. No kidding. When you're taken from your family at two years old and trained the whole your whole life to to perform a certain task at the Olympics, you better perform yeah. it well. Otherwise, there's there's hell to pay. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple A 9393. Pat Gray unleashed. Uh, and uh, Jeffy, along with Keith, uh, both are here to help me get through this. I, I'm just, I've got the. Oh, no. Yeah, I got the Chinese crud that's going around. Yeah, I hope I didn't give it to you. I, I don't know if it was. Uh, my whole family's been sick. My wife was just diagnosed with pneumonia. Oh, no. And so she said, uh, Yeah, I've got rocking pneumonia. And I said, Do you also have the boogie woogie, <laughs> woogie flu? flu? And I asked her that a couple of times. And she's like, why do I keep adding that part? I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Is she you your wife or what? No, Rockin' Pneumonia and the Boogie Woogie Flu song? No. <laughs> so wow. three years younger than me. How, how is that possible? Right. I mean, I can understand that maybe she was in the kitchen cooking. She never heard the song before. <laughs> well, she hasn't cooked her whole life. Oh, that's true. Right? I mean, when Johnny Rivers was singing that song. <laughs> that's, and, that is surprising she didn't know that. Yeah, it is. Really surprising. Uh, so anyway, I've got some kind of oh, uh, no. anyway, probably the, have the flu so again. Actually, my, you probably my gave grandkids it to me. have had it. My children have had it. My Boy, wife I'm, has had it. I'm loving you this. have it. Yeah, I know. Good room to be in. Right so now. Uh, we'll we'll get we'll get through it together. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, uh, <laughs> I'm concerned uh, that there are people who don't understand the gender situation. Oh, do you know that there people are people so hateful and so ignorant? so racist and homophobic and sexophobic 
that they only they think there's only two genders. Can you? What in the? What is wrong with people? I was teaching. I refuse to define people in binary terms. That is beautiful. Thank you, Jeffy. Thank you for that. That's me. That's me. I refuse. I I teach a a Sunday school class at church on, and uh, I don't know how it came up, but I I mentioned something about genders, and did you ever think there'd be 92 of them? (laughs) And people stared at me in disbelief, like, what are you talking about? It's like, you guys don't know there are now 92. Actually, I, I was shorting the actual genders, and I apologize to all the gender people all the gender fluid Number 93 people. walked in and goes, there's more than 92. Uh, right. There's 140, I believe, now. Yeah, somebody uh, backed me up there, gave me uh, a link to all of these uh, genders. That's and I, amazing. I've just been going through the list, just the list of A, to a genders, like Ab- Abema gender, Adamus gender. Mm. That's Adamus gender is, and how do you decide on the names for these, I wonder? <laughs> An Adamus gendered person is a person who uh, refuses to be categorized. Don't, Thank you. Don't you dare categorize me as any gender. I'm a damas gender. <laughs> Wait, but you're asking <laughs> to be categorized. Then as... there's aerogender, which is a gender influenced by your surroundings. So if I'm maybe uh, oh, wow. standing in a pink room, I maybe I, this is too stereotypical, but perhaps I feel female. Oh, why would If I I I'm at a football why game, would... perhaps I feel like a man. If I'm eating a Mounds bar, perhaps I feel like a nut. No, it's Almond Joy where I would. But I'm not bound by that. I don't have to. If I'm eating an Almond Joy, I can feel like a nut. If I'm eating uh, a Mounds bar, I I can feel any way I want. (laughs) I'm in a a forest. I'm a tree. (laughs) See what you did there. Astidagender is a gender that's derived from an aesthetic, also known as a vitagender. Affects you gender is a gender that's affected by mood swings. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, that, yeah. Is that, is that, oh, man. Do you identify with that? Yes. Don't, you don't? Oh, I, I'm, who am I to I mean, there's assign... several of these. I, I find myself uh, really <laughs> being, being part of several of them. <laughs> and, and that's fine. In fact, that's, that's great. <laughs> <clears throat> on and on this list goes. Yeah. Uh, again, oh, yeah. a I page could... and a half. Then there's. There's bigender, the feeling of having two genders, either at the same time or separately, usually used to describe feeling traditionally male and traditionally yeah. female, but doesn't it doesn't have to be. It doesn't that. have yeah. to be. It's a struggle, though. Don't put me into any specific box. Biogender is a gender that feels connected to nature in some way. See, that's what I said. Now that, now that mm-hmm. ties into the, yeah. uh, the atomist one, because if I mm-hmm. feel like a tree, then I'm a tree. But if I'm in the forest... Yeah, I can feel like I'm a tree. Wait, biogender and ecosexual are those synonyms? What are we doing here? I haven't gotten to the E's yet. My Keith. bad. Uh, you're going way ahead of us. Skipping ahead. Burst gender is gender See, I have that a little comes, bit of that. It comes in intense bursts of feeling and quickly fades back to the original state. <laughs> uh, kale gender. I have a little bit of that. A little burst. <laughs> do you? Yeah. I bet you do. Yeah. I bet you do. <laughs> And comes again, in, comes it, in bursts. Page after page. But I mean, sees if you if you're that gender for more than four hours, you do need to see a doctor. Comes in bursts. That's fantastic. Who ever thought? Would you have believed five years ago, even just five years ago, that we'd be at this point with 140 genders? 
Listen. Who are the science deniers here? What are you talking about? Uh, listen, you're talking to someone who refuses to define people in binary terms. That's right. I, f- I almost forgot. Okay, so don't. How about fem fluid, having fluctuating or fluid gender feelings that are limited to fem- feminine genders? Yeah, I'm not that. Okay, you're not that. I don't like the limiting. All right. Uh, fem gender is a non-binary gender, which is feminine in nature. Then aren't you just a woman? Yeah, I don't know. No. Uh, Jimmy gender, having two opposite genders that work together, being fluid and flux together. I'm close to that. <laughs> Are you not? Yeah, I'm close to that. Gender punk. And small bursts. Wait, is what? a gender identity that actively resists gender norms. <laughs> okay. Sounds, sounds like all here? of these do that, don't they? Gender queer. Now, this has been around a while, the gender yeah. queer thing. Originally used as an umbrella term for non-binary individuals, maybe used as an identity, describes non-binary gender regardless of whether the individual is masculine or feminine leaning. Gender witched is a gender in which one is intrigued or entranced by the idea of a particular gender, but is not certain that they are actually feeling it. I know I have moment. a little bit of that. I'm sensing some of that from you. Who I, takes the time to type I, I this do, stuff I do, I, do like, I do concern myself with the idea of being another gender okay, uh, from time to time, but I, I struggle with it. I appreciate so your honesty that. and your openness and your transparency. Here. I thought that's what we were doing here today. Yeah. You know what I am? I'm transparent gender, mm. or I'm just gender transparent. Okay. And we're, I, we're I, I am what I seem to be, <laughs> period. Okay. Uh, and beyond who thinks this up and types it up, is there, is there a psychologist or psychiatrist somewhere that has actually identified all of these? Oh, you bet. I bet. I guarantee there is. Guaranteed. There might be, I don't, maybe not the 140, not maybe not the 144, because you might be at a point now where they're creating some that uh, they expect to happen because of the others. Mm-hmm. But I bet you we're at least, at least, you know, in the 90s or 100s that have been, you know, specifically diagnosed. What do you think of intergender, the feeling of gender falling somewhere on the spectrum between masculine and feminine? It's meant for intersex people only. See? Whoa, okay. that's kind of tell exclusive. Me have, tell that's, me you don't have a little bit exclusive. of that. Uh, what in the world? See, there's so much I would have this. to say that intergender people are hateful. They're, homo- they're hate-a-folks. Even if you just had a little bit of it? Because, I mean, I can yes. see where you'd have a... I don't, I don't want you to have any of it. Okay. In fact, I think we should eliminate the intergender people <laughs> from uh, the well, gender list. 143. Magi gender is a gender that is mostly gender, and the rest is something else. What? <laughs> what? What else? A tree. So a gender doesn't even have to be gender. It's it could be. It could be anything. How does a loving God look down on this and say, <laughs> "Man, it's time." <laughs> it's. it's what do you, how does he not look down and say it's time to bring all the genders home? <laughs> 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 really? Even the, magi- the, even the magic genders and the... Yeah, all of them. What about the ones you just eliminated? Yeah, the... all. Even them. Uh, <laughs> Molly gender is a gender that's soft, supple. supple. It's soft, supple, Ooh. and subdued. I'm kind of like that. Supple. I think I've just found my gender. Which is that one? Molly gender. Molly gender. A gender that's soft, subtle, subtle, and subdued. I like that. Yeah, I like it a lot. Miro gender is a gender that changes to fit the people around you. Oh, that See. doesn't. That doesn't seem honest. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't seem honest. But the at list all. It itself like is completely genuine. Yeah, of course, it until is. you get to that roadblock, well, then well, you're dishonest gender, right? Because right. you're trying to trick people. 
Don't do that. Just be who you are, my friend, and don't right. worry about what I am. Even if it's fluid. Omnigender. I knew we'd get to this. The feeling of having more than one simultaneously or fluctuating gender. See. Simultaneous mm-hmm. with multigendered, polygendered. Then why don't you just use one of those? Yeah, pick one. I can't because it's too fluid and too active. <laughs> That's why I'm just going to go with them because uh, they're all swimming around in there and they show up in short bursts. Subgender is mostly a gender with a bit of another gender. Okay. Like you didn't know that. Okay, so what do, you, what do you do with this? How does this help us in society? What do you I mean, do with this? How does it? I really honestly don't know. I don't know. So that anybody can say anything they wanted at any given so time. So what? You know, I mean, really? So what? As long them. as it doesn't affect anybody else, right. Who cares? It's just, but it's, is it not dragging our civilization to? <laughs> it does seem to be. A pit? It does seem to be on that way. I mean, if, seriously, if we're going to deny science to the point where we say, no, nah, you're not a man or a woman. It depends on your identity at any given moment. Aren't we in a place where uh, the fourth horseman of the apocalypse is mm. just on the outskirts of town? The other three are ra- already in the town square, and they're slicing people's heads off right yeah, now. Yeah, we actually have visual proof right of now. them now uh, in Spain. We do have. We, we do? have. Let's take yeah, a look at the, the four horsemen of the apocalypse are, are saddling up and they're running through, um, getting ready to ride, blazes of fire. Mm-hmm. Wow. <clears throat> but uh, there, we, we don't have it yet. No, we don't have a camera there where the world is ending. Oh, is that the problem? Yeah, we've got we've got the story right here, and then um, yeah, right. I don't know if they've got the images down the hall um, of the horses. Uh, in I thought Spain. that's what we were. Mm-hmm. The horses in Spain don't they gallop mainly in the plain? If I'm not mistaken, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's somewhere in that stack. Yeah, we, okay, we don't have it. Anyhow, I, I'm just telling you the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Oh. Are galloping. Yeah. Oh, town yeah. Right they've now. done saddled up. They've I mean, whether we have photos or not, or Spain. That's what you believe. Is that? Is that what? They're galloping. Yes, they're, they're, they're galloping. They're, they're on their way. It's coming. See, look at that. There, there they are, right there in Spain. There it is. Yeah, visual proof. It's happening right now in Spain. That's definitely worth the wait, wasn't it? I mean, they. they <laughs> no. <laughs> of course, you knew they would start in Europe. Well, yeah, that's why we left, so we'd at least have a few extra minutes. What, what is actually happening here? Is it looks uh, like it looks like an animated festival where they have horses jump through rings of fire. Oh, Spain. Okay. It's the same country where they have the human pyramids. They have people chased by bulls through tiny streets, and now they've got horses jumping through rings of fire for their amusement. It's well, ridiculous. That's cool. I mean, that's a... <laughs> so stupid. I mean, I've never been to Spain, but I, I kind of like, like the music. music. Me too. Me too. <laughs> the ladies. You know what? Insane. I know, and I mean, they sure know how to use it. They, but they don't. They don't abuse it. I don't think they're ever going to lose it. But I personally can't refuse it. I can't. So (laughs) that's what we've come to today. How do those ladies identify though? Three dog night lyrics. The gender list. I I, you know, I'm not. I I don't know, and I I don't want to. uh, I don't want to assume. I don't want to be presumptuous. They might, not, they might not even be ladies anymore. Yeah. Right? It can be anything they want. It could be Adamissa gender or a flexu gender or. That's why it's. Uh, Anissa that's why, gender. That's why it's uh, good to uh, not define people in binary terms. That's right. <laughs> that's where I'm at. I refuse. I refuse. You will not do that? Not you will it. not define people in binary terms? I'm not defining people in binary terms. It's a hard, term. fast, Jeffy rule? I'm not doing it. All right. Good for you. I'm not doing it. You, Me and... and uh, you are inclusive. Palomo Spain. Okay. Designer. We're not doing it. 
And okay. I, I really believe that uh, these... The dresses for men? They liberate uh, from gender constraints of fashion. Well, there you go. I mean, I think we just take out fashion. Right. And this, all of us can live by this list that we are liberated from gender constraints. Wouldn't it be a better place to live? You bet. If we could just liberate ourselves yes, from, from gender, gender constraints. Triple it. 933393. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. It's Pat Gray. Uh, Jeff is here. Producer Keith. Uh, we've been talking about this uh, gender fluid thing. Something like 140 uh, genders are now recognized, at least by Facebook and I think psychologists. Now there's a story of Ohio State teaching a course about the problems of white heterosexual masculinity. Yeah. Oh, white heterosexual masculinity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because I... I've got a story here to also talk about a, the math professor that talked about merit-based classrooms are a tool of whiteness. Yes, we talked about that the other okay. day. And now there's, now there's a, it just keeps getting worse every day. The course, called Be a Man, Masculinities, Race, and Nation, include a variety of readings, uh, including its required te- textbook, Dude, You're a Fag, <laughs> by C.J. Pasco. Uh, these are things... We weren't supposed to say, I thought. We right. Go, well, but they, go but, ahead. Yeah, a, I guess they can. Right. Other assigned reading excerpts, masculinity versus homophobia, advertising and the construction of violent white masculinity. What? Dude sex, dudes who have sex with dudes. Good golly. I mean, wh- why is this okay? If you are traditional... You happen to be the majority race. You happen to be the majority religion. Right. You happen to be heterosexual. You're a pariah now. You sure are. And they're teaching all of our kids in these colleges that you are a pariah. Yeah. And you should despise who you are. How do they look at these things and believe that's healthy? Wow. I mean, I don't know. what This is the generation of, of liberals that told us never tell your kids no because it's harmful to their psyche. Now we can tell them you're a bad person because you're white and heterosexual, and you've been given things you don't deserve. Right. I mean, and you've you're been oppressing to, people your whole no life. No matter what, you're supposed no matter to feel. What. No matter what, you're supposed to feel bad about it. Yeah. If you're that, if you're in that window, you're bad. Man. And and you're supposed to be bad. You're supposed to know that. Yes, uh, that's because uh, I'm bad. And we've heard interviews with. People who are, you know, of the predominant race and the predominant religion and the heterosexual who feel that way. Sure. When they're interviewed, yeah, it's because I'm bad. Well, yeah, we, bad. we've been beaten down with this now so much. And, you know, it's probably a trend that's been around for maybe, what, five to ten years? Probably since Obama, frankly. Oh, I don't know. Maybe before then. though. You think so? I, th- I mean, it had to start a little bit earlier. But it's that, gotten... Right? So much worse, exponentially worse in about yes. the last three to five years. Well, it, well, if you want to, yes, I, I think that uh, while it was started and being uh, had some trench work going on uh, prior to President Obama, um, we were still struggling to stay together 
and mm-hmm. be of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. When Mr. Uh, Division, uh, Barack Division Obama, and his family took office, uh, man, the division just dug deeper and deeper and deeper. The trench work was was already started, and they and just if you brought ever in the heavy that, machinery. If you, if you ever said anything that that guy was less than deity, you were excoriated as a racist. Always. Always. They're still trying to do that. Have you seen that? Oh, oh my gosh. If you want to be agonized, mm-hmm. to the point of being agonized, watch the new David Letterman show. Oh, where he interviews Obama. And he looks like Santa I, Claus now. He's got that huge. Oh, he's, David's got his beard. I mean, he's still David. He's got David. a huge, he's still, still David, bushy, but he's got the big beard. And he's trimmed beard. up a little. Trimmed oh, up a little it? for the show. But I mean, it's still big and bushy. But Okay, but he, he interviews Obama. I'll bet that's they don't, uh, that's got to be The title of the show is, is it on uh, Netflix or yeah, where it's a is Netflix it? show. It's a it's Netflix. Okay. They gave Letterman a show on Netflix called uh, "They Need No." Oh, my next guest ever. needs no introduction. Yeah. And Obama was the opening one. And uh, I don't know if I could handle it. <laughs> right. Quite honestly, I, I got to tell you, I don't need the aggravation. I got to tell you, I've made it about twelve minutes in. But you did watch not the about twelve I've, minutes. I've watched it twelve minutes. How long in. is it? A half hour? Yeah. Uh, it's. I think it might even be more longer than that. I don't even remember how long. Does it he is. talk about what a great athlete he was? It's just how he could play basketball better than any other living human being. It is. Uh, he was I, the Michael Jordan of the White House. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I will never forget the first time I I actually sh- saw him shoot hoops. I was like, uh, me too. You're like, wow. we were all yes. Bad. That can't be. That can't we, be. We, an it was so bad. We claimed. mocked it with saying Glenn could do better, yeah, and with he meat, did with meat gloves. And I, and I, yeah, <laughs> I put on meat mitts and still hit as many shots as he did. But um, Obama, how many did he miss in a row? And because it was, it was like eighteen continuous. He was two yeah, for was twenty-two. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot. Anyway, I just happened to run across because it's up now on Netflix for you to watch the David Letterman show. And I thought, oh, okay. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Went, oh, if anybody's okay. suffered through that, and I made let it through us know the what first, that's like. Like the first 12 or 13 minutes, and I was like, eh, See, pause this for a little bit. Uh, was it a Trump bash <laughs> fest? Or what it, was was just it? A, it was just a love fest. Yeah. Oh, Letterman the, worships the guy. Oh, worships the guy, worships Michelle, worships the times. Were well, look so at her arms. Good. Look at Michelle's arms. They just showed her with her and her daughter on the beach not long ago in some big writing. I looked out. How toned she was and how great she looked, um, you know. But we never hear that about the first lady in, uh, of Who the United States. Who is actually toned uh, profe- and, is and looks great? A professional model. Yeah, uh, we don't hear that. Is the most beautiful first lady in the history of this country, and they never talk about Not a that. word. But when Michelle was in office, she was so elegant. She was so beautiful. Look at those arms. What a toned woman. What a wonderful I can't believe. She is so beautiful. Right. Uh, Melania. Are those high heel shoes on a road? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's not you trying to walk in them. <laughs> Scott in Texas. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, uh, I love your show. Anyway, I wanted to Thank talk you. about. Obama and his quote and quote athleticism. Okay. <laughs> and, you, and, and, you know, my brain works. I, I kind of connect dots and I file stuff away. But so in 23 December 2009, the Obamas made this Hawaii vacation. They had all the pictures of him showing off his chest. And of course, yes. the media. Oh, they went crazy. Yeah. About it. They went crazy. They were salivating. <laughs> they were ooing and awning and fawning. But then. 
eight months later, the Obamas went down to show that, hey, it's safe to swim in the Gulf. Oh, and, yeah, uh, with the oil spill. Alligator Point in Panama City, Florida. Yeah. But they didn't bring the media, and they only showed Obama from the head up with his daughter in the water. And I was like, okay, why? Right. Why not show him off like he did eight months ago? Yeah. So I just filed that away. Uh-huh. But I noticed at the time when they did show all the pictures of Obama, I said, you know, chest doesn't match his arms. doesn't match his back. If you, to, to build up your chest, you got to do push-ups and bench press. And, and you have to use all those other Ooh, muscles. Hawaiian the lats, vacation photos. The back, uh-huh. Uh-huh. The quads, the biceps. <laughs> it just didn't match. So I filed that away. <laughs> and then uh, I remember um, – they showed Obama working out at the gym. Yeah, at I remember the Marriott secret footage? On 4 June 2014. Yeah, the secret phone footage when he, when he came in. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the guy's obviously not a gym rat. I mean, you, he <laughs> stared at the weights for like a full minute trying to decide what weight to get, right? So uh-huh. a gym rat wouldn't do that. And then it shows no, those of us that use the, the gym guy. every day know better than that. Uh-huh. That's silly. Yeah. He's, he's doing these slides with like a three-pound or a five-pound weight in each hand. It's like, come on. This guy <laughs> is not a gym rat. So you add up all the stuff. You're like, okay, why the big chest that didn't match the back and the arms? Mm-hmm. Why not take the pictures eight months later? Okay. He can't play basketball. We've seen him throw baseball. He's obviously not yes. athletic. We not show him at, at the gym. He doesn't. Know how to work out. They kept like pushing that agenda, rat. though. Yep. So I thought. So your conclusion? Why? What is your conclusion? Um, chest implants. He had some sort of surgical procedure to make his chest look big. Seriously? And they, it was that's well, you know, uh, it, that people do that. Guys do that. Wow. Um, there was a, a, a Eminem Whoa. rap song where he accused Snoop Doggy Dog of having. Uh, implants? Chest augmentation yeah. and implant. Yeah, so that's embarrassing. Well, there's nothing wrong that, with having and implants. And I think that's first what it all. did because it's the only thing that makes everything huh. work. And maybe, maybe Scott, unless know. they photoshopped yeah. the beach shot initially. I don't know. I, that's a wow. That's going to a uh, a really long length to make yourself look athletic. Yeah, I mean, look, implants are not. They bad. should have never implants shown implants are basketball. not bad. <laughs> Thank for, you. Period. Thank you for that. Are we up against the... Yeah, we are. Oh. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Yeah. Pat Grant Leash, thanks for being with us. I was just <laughs> Jeffy brought up the uh, <laughs> the David Letterman Barack Obama interview. There's a clip of it if you want to see it on YouTube, and you can go to Netflix and watch the thing if you can stand it. Uh, the the biggest thing I take from the interview that I've seen so far is that uh, David Letterman, for some reason, has allowed himself to look like a, a homeless vagabond. He loves that big old beard. Man. Yeah, got a haircut geez. though. He's got the haircut. Yeah, he the does. haircut trimmed and everything. He's got the beard. He's got the beard trimmed a little from the first shots. Not trimmed much. That well, no, from the first shots we had from him 
uh, after he let it grow, like when they, mm. those first shots of were shocking. Remember how shocking it was when we first saw him because uh-huh. he didn't hadn't did a haircut. It was the beard was just frivolly. Mm. Now it's uh, you know at least trimmed up. Yeah, he's looking fresh. I wonder how many interns he's going to get with that look. Because <laughs> in his in his little secret room or mm-hmm. whatever that he had, the rape room. Yes. Um, him. Apparently, after Obama, he's got Malala Yousafzai. Yousafzai? Yeah. They don't need an introduction. I don't know who Stop. that is. I don't know <laughs> Tina Fey Thanks will be on Jay-Z, George Clooney, Howard Stern. Of course. So he's got quite a lineup here. Who's going to turn him down? No, but to probably nobody. Netflix? Yeah, nobody he, says no to him. Yeah. And especially since now he's been gone for a few years. And oh, he's anointed as a, one, of the, one of the gods now. You bet. And he's, there's no way they say no. No to Netflix. Yeah. No to Letterman. Mm-hmm. Uh, no to that promote. No way. No, you're going on. No one on. says no. As evidenced by Obama being yeah. on I think that's, isn't that the first big interview that's he's given since? First one. Wow. Yep. First first one for the Dave show on Netflix. First one for Obama. Yeah, it was all love, love for everybody. Well, he's loved him from the beginning. Yeah. And uh, anybody who, who opposed him in Letterman's eyes was a racist and, yep. and a hate monger and all of those things. I know. You know, late night TV has become the bastion of progressivism sure has and it, i can't even watch it i can't watch jimmy kimmel i can't i can't watch uh conan they all are very hard on. maybe uh what's his face on the tonight show um yes he's you know he's kind of like jay was he's the least he offensive of them all he tries he does try james corden tries a little bit too uh you know he has a couple yeah, of good segments bit. but he tries you know he's still yeah he's still right there i mean he likes you know he he wants to look they all they all want to host the big shows. You know, James is doing the Grammys. They all want to do the big shows. That's mm-hmm. how they get their guests. That's how they do their deal. But the, so, the conservative alternative of that bunch is Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, Fallon. Yeah. Is Fallon's just... the most palatable of all yeah. of them. Because he's fun, like Jay was. I mean, Jay was kind of lame, too. Yeah. But I got over that because I was so disgusted yeah. with yeah. Letterman. I know. And his drove a lot animosity of toward... Hate. anything traditional. Yeah, I mean, he came out. He stuck for whatever. Re- whatever changed him, and I don't know what it became was. Became an angry, angry yeah, he old man. Really, mad, really angry, and I yeah. don't know what that was. It started with Iraq. It started. Yeah, it right did. after Iraq. Yeah, because I remember the first time I saw his reaction to that, and I was, "Whoa, what is this?" And it boy, was visceral. He never looked back. I think he was interviewing Jim Carrey at the time, if I recall, and I think the two of them had a nice little uh, Bush bash fest. <laughs> Shortly okay. after. I mean, that certainly makes sense. Mm-hmm. Kind of another guy who fell from grace a while ago, yeah. Jim Carrey. And then I think, you know, I was thinking also, when did Letterman have his heart attack? Because after he came back from his, from his at least the first heart attack, I don't know if he's had more than one, mm-hmm. but one heart attack, um, he was... Uh, Changed? Yeah. Uh, January of 2000. Oh, was it that long ago? Yeah. Has it heart wow. bypass surgery? Quintuple. Good grief. Quintuple bypass? Yeah. yeah, that's what this article is saying. Wow, that's a, that's a, that's some work. That's some work. Yeah. So he was fifty-two in two thousand. So my goodness. So he's, he's sixty-nine. Seventy. Good. Yeah. yeah, he is yeah. seventy. Well, he's gonna be this year probably. He's going to be seventy. Uh, no, he's gonna be seventy-one in April. Really? Wow. Yeah. He's already seventy years old. <laughs> I don't understand the beard thing. If you're going back on TV, it's a weird choice, isn't it? <laughs> It's a weird. Of course, that's coming from me, who you know is also on TV, and. Uh, but you don't look like Santa Claus. <laughs> no, at least not. <laughs> at least I do trim my beard. Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred. So does Dave. Thirty three ninety three. Longer. I, yeah, with like dull scissors longer. and the. 
kid's crayon box, maybe. Let me ask you something. Were you in Hawaii last weekend kind of uh, overseeing the emergency button that was not supposed to be pressed at a certain time? Are you trying to <laughs> insinuate that I would just do something uh-huh. by accident, accident that Whoops. would be dumb? Oopsie daisies. Oh, no. The false oh. warning of the inbound, inbound missile uh, that just freaked Hawaii out, of, as of uh, course it would. Yeah. They think that maybe somebody got the password from a newspaper article. I don't know if you can see this. Do we Do we actually have the uh, photo yeah, for the... Yeah, we do. That's good stuff. You can show this photo on TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there it is. So in the background of the photo, I guess it's a story on this guy or the agency or whatever. He's got his computer up, and he's got... They've got the password... <laughs> Taped up on the board. What are you supposed to do with the password? That's where you, that's where you put passwords. <laughs> so anybody could have seen this report and hacked into their system with the password, and maybe somebody else did this. I don't know. That's possible. That's possible. I mean, that password is just for that little Dell he's got on the table. That, you can't. That kind of doesn't make you feel good about the people in charge of our. <laughs> no, it doesn't. System. It makes me concerned that they had another one in Japan. Uh, as well, right after, and uh, I'm not sure if it, if we're supposed to take from that we're practicing, or we're actually getting close to needing them, and we don't want people to freak out that much. So we have a couple of trial runs, and then when it really happens, I, I don't know. I don't know I what don't to either. make of it. It's really kind of uh, a little. You, you would expect better in the United States yeah, of America, sure. though. Well, yeah, no question about that. You would expect a lot better in the United States of America, and that's a big problem. And I, I hope that uh, we're actually addressing that. Uh, and maybe, uh, you know, hopefully this uh, president and his uh, entourage will be addressing that a lot sooner and harsher than the previous administration. I certainly hope so. Also, um, here's a story that concerns me a lot. Climate change is turning our turtle population female. Oh, I'm no. sorry? Oh, yeah. No. Climate change is... Femaleizing turtles. Damn it. The beaches and crystalline waters of the northern Great Barrier Reef are swarming with female green sea turtles. And that's a big problem in paradise. Yeah. In one of the world's largest sea turtle colonies, home to some 200,000 endangered animals, there's mm-hmm. almost no young males. 99% of the turtles born on the reef uh, since the late 90s have been female. The alarming outcome... Of global uh, warming oh, temperatures. Man. There you go. Uh, ambient temperatures influence the gender of sea turtles during the incubation period in the egg. Cooler environments produce more males, while warmer conditions result in more females. Such temperature-dependent sex determination occurs in many reptile species. I don't have to tell you that. We all no, know that. Yeah, we're good. And can that. benefit a population with more breeding females. But too many females and too few uh, males... That could spell disaster. How could it be disastrous to get rid of males in any environment? <laughs> right. Aren't they predatory and uh, uh, violent and hateful? And yeah, well, don't they take oh. advantage of I people? Think, I think really, uh, while that you know story is uh, true and it's the beginning of uh, you know maybe a few years of a lot of female turtles, but in the documentary uh, Jurassic Park, <laughs> uh, we were told that uh, life will find a way. Life. We'll find a way. And so I'm not too concerned. Yeah, but what a time to be alive if you're a male sea turtle in Australia. Seriously, you got a pretty good chance of a date every weekend, right? You're talking a little turtle business. You're going to turn me down? You're going to turn me down? So good luck with that. I tell you what, we're going to balance out the world's uh, sea turtle population if it's based on the temperature. (laughs) 
Um, all of the sea turtles being born right now in North America, probably dudes, because it's freezing everywhere you go. Okay? We're good. Uh, uh, little turtle business. Lori in Washington, welcome to The Blaze. Hi. Hi, gentlemen. Um, I just wanted to let you guys know that David Letterman caused a fight in our house last night. I'm not not even kidding you. Oh. No, no, Keith, he's not worth it. My my husband, God bless his heart, he is not allowed to be overly political because he's in the military. Um, Uh So he's flipping through Netflix and he's going, well, oh, David Letterman has a show. He used to love David Letterman growing up. So did I. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, honey, no, he's awful. He's He's already pushed play. the worst. and and he he did and I said no we can't watch this and he's like well he used to be funny and I went all he said Friday I was like used to be used to be, used to be. <laughs> I, I, I went I went into in a pro- protester mode so I went upstairs <laughs> took a bath shaved my legs and about ten minutes later he comes upstairs and he just looked at me like you were right <laughs> so I'm, he I'm, I'm so he made it like ten in watch the ten minutes. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't listen to your advice. He started watching, and uh, he was disgusted. Did you yeah, ask? Did you disgusted. ask him what set him off? What What did Dave and uh, Barack say that displeased him? No, I I didn't. But I, I I told him. I said, "So it was Barack Obama, right?" He's like, "Yeah, I had to yeah. salute that man for eight years. I can't watch him anymore." I yes, <laughs> yes, I know. And, You're right. And, I love you. I love you. I'm right. <laughs> David, Thanks, Larry. David is busy kissing up, you know, the whole time. Like he always. I mean, it's just bad. It's pathetic. It's it's, bad. it's pathetic. These two guys, and they just it's. Uh, you know, I'm gonna try uh, for the call for you. For you in our audience, I will try to get through the entire Netflix show. Yeah, just see if there's uh, anything worth playing. Yeah, worth. It might playing. be something worthy, but there uh, might be something worth playing. But Somebody <laughs> sent us a gif of uh, Obama hey. doing the workout <laughs> Thank thing. Thank you, Kristen. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awkward. Who says he's not a gym rat? Right, look, look at that, that guy. I mean, you talk about Thank you. an athlete Thank you. in that, raw yes. form. Oh, he's <laughs> definitely an athlete. <laughs> The Definitely. guy could do anything. He could do anything. Yes, Ask he, anyone. Could be president of the you United States say and was. anything bad about this guy. But he could have played in the NBA. Right. He could have hit pro the golfer. pro golf tour. He could have been a, a pitcher for a major league baseball team. Right. I guess the only thing that he couldn't How do. How did that happen? And I, I believe know. it was a campaign promise. He was supposed to lower the seas. Did he? How did that no. happen, though? I mean, we went from that, where we couldn't say anything bad, to now we have the guy who we we can say stuff bad about, but not really, because I, mean, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't know where we're at. Well, we're at a place where uh, the media is so left-wing and so biased that you can't trust anything they say. And they will always champion their hero, Obama, and excoriate the guy they hate uh, so much in office, uh, Donald Trump. And no matter what Trump does, it's going to be wrong. That's for sure. Even when he's pushing their policies, like the DACA thing, even then, when he's kind of on the same page with them, <laughs> they're shooting themselves in the foot because the they hate him so much. They blew it. You could get the Dream Act extended. Yeah. You could put it into law if you would stop the hate of the yeah. guy. And the, but they won't. Nope, they don't see it. The uh, hate overcomes just... their agenda, which is fascinating. It is fascinating. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network.
Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you for returning with us. 888-900-3393. Pat Gray Unleashed. You know, say what you will about the NFL season, and there was there were a lot of problems with it, but this was the year of the really religious Christian quarterbacks like um, yeah. you know, Carson Wentz mm-hmm. from Philadelphia, who would be baptizing team members on the road. I mean, the Eagles are like super into being Christians right now. It's it's fascinating. And then Case Keenum after Sunday's game, you know, where they miraculously won that thing at the end <laughs> oh, no. on one of the dumbest player <laughs> plays ever by a uh, an NFL safety. Uh Here's what he had to say when he was being interviewed after the game. I have no words. You, you asked me about this moment, what this moment meant to me is, is probably going to go down as the third best moment of my life behind Jesus, giving my life to Jesus Christ, marrying my wife, and uh, and this was right there close. Well, all great moments. Well, thank you very much. We'll all, great all, moments, all great moments. All great moments. No, we really have to go That's now. Really all great good. moments. That's really wonderful that you said Christ on the air, and we can't stand that, but we got to go. That's really good. <laughs> It's the third best moment of his life. Turned, turned, turning his life over to Christ was the first. Marrying his wife, and then that game. That's pretty good. Pretty good. A guy with priorities that are, for my money, in line. But ESPN wanted no part no of that. Way. Oh, that's Fox, there, right? Was it? Oh, it was Fox. Yeah, yeah it was Fox. Either well, way. any network wouldn't want that. No, they do not. No. Uh, okay, thank you, Bobby. We're all out of time. No, they don't. I mean, especially. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, that after. Example, the uh, immediately after the national championship game, uh, when the second string quarterback or the you know the freshman quarterback from Alabama, all he wanted to thank was God, and uh, turn you know, thank thank you Jesus, and, and they thank just you, don't Lord. they don't and want to they hear just it. wait for it to be done. Yeah, and then, okay, that's great. Okay, you're over. Bye bye. Okay, that's great. Let's talk about the X's and O's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sad. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Meanwhile, Cleveland just had a huge. So we're all excited team. watching the playoffs, but Cleveland uh, had a little parade for their team. The fans were proud and well, happy. They weren't in, in the playoffs, though. What, what are they no, saying? No, they, they weren't in the playoffs because Cleveland actually didn't win one game <laughs> this year. 0-16 oh, and, and they had a parade? 0-16. Oh, I'm grateful yeah. the Falcons were not on their schedule. And uh, they, they, had, uh, they had a big parade and people were out there. and They, they actually do it for, uh, they do it for charity. Uh, the guy sets it up so that uh, if they uh, if they come up, then the money goes to the Cleveland Greater Food Bank. Oh, that's nice. And the people showed up and they for the tailgate. So there is it kind of a mocking thing because we're zero and sixteen and we're well, not everyone a thinks it's fun to laugh about going <laughs> yeah. zero and sixteen. Pat, I'll even bet. If the parade even inspires a protester in the dog pound mask bearing <laughs> a sign that says "Stupid Parade, Believe Land, Go Browns, <laughs> Go Browns." <laughs> Man, there, uh, Emmanuel uh, Agba, the parade is a joke. Don't call yourself a true Browns fan if you go to that thing. Going 0-16 was embarrassing enough as a player. That is like adding fuel to the fire and is completely wrong. Is it, Emmanuel? How about win a game? And shut up. How about that? There was some really, it was, uh, they, <laughs> it was really cold, so the people were uh, really drunk. Really drunk. Yeah, uh, like uh, one was a beat up Dodge pickup truck bearing a sign "A Browns get beat up more than this truck." <laughs> Another was an orange and brown painted tailgate bus. Okay, the struggle bus. Mm-hmm. T-shirt vendors hawked fake jerseys bearing the number sixteen on the back, and the player name was Owen. 
<laughs> That's really That's good. Pretty clever. That actually. is really good. And the darkest humor was on display with the coffin with the Browns flag draped over it, strapped to the back of a pickup owned by the employees of the uh, W.E. Martins and Sons Funeral Home on the Cleveland West Side. <laughs> Have a nice day. They didn't like that too much. <laughs> and uh, the one side of the scree- street was screaming, "Oh!" And you didn't get the uh, H O H. H-I-O, like Ohio, you know how the, at Ohio State, they, oh, H-I-O, the crowd scream. Oh, yeah. What they were doing is, oh, 16. <laughs> oh, 16. It's actually awesome. funny. It is funny. <laughs> you might as well yeah. have a little fun with it. Yeah, it was a terrible year, mm-hmm. but so what? Yeah. Just mess with it a little bit. Now, do you have this, uh, who sponsored the uh, parade? Uh, Christian, our phone screener, just sent me this note. Um, it was actually sponsored by Excedrin and Fox. Oh, yes. Farmersonly.com. Yeah, yeah. Farmersonly.com, which is a farmer's <laughs> website, dating site. You don't have to be, you have to, you know, you don't necessarily have to be a farmer. Not to go on uh, farmersonly.com, but, you, you know, it's good really? participation. It's like, weird because only a realtor can be a member of the National Association of Realtors. Is that right? Yeah. I don't know if you're aware that of that. too. I think that's really exclusive I mean, and that's, uh, you're, you're keeping people out. I that's, mean, it's important when you go to farmersonly.com that you say that you're a farmer, but necessarily know that, <laughs> yeah. that you have to tell the truth. Okay. On the internet. Do you? Uh, <clears throat> nobody does. <laughs> Why would you start now? So I wonder, since uh, I don't have a million five to uh, give to the to the girl that's still the know, offering her uh, uh-huh. virginity. Right. But I could put down, you know, hey. I'll you could lie you about a, it. I'd give you a couple mil. <laughs> Checks in the mail. Checks in the mail. Uh, let's go to Will in uh, Louisiana. <laughs> Will, you're on the blaze. Hi. Thanks, guys, um, mm-hmm. gentlemen, and Jeffy. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to bring up a quick point. Um, there was a little present uh, over the holidays and actually been here for a little while that y'all may not have noticed. Um, George Bush got a present um, from Donald Trump. Um, the fact that nobody's mentioned how terrible life is because of George Bush. <laughs> uh, it's all Trump. Yep. And Certainly and, turned into uh, that. They, you haven't heard from George, about George Bush this and terrible that. It's all been, oh, my goodness, I've got to go back to the old days of, of George Bush would be good. It's, it's just terrible out there. Yeah. And now I I'm know, just yeah. a little bit how Jeffy has to live. <laughs> Thanks, Will. Appreciate it. It is true. Their hatred for Trump exceeds even the hatred they had for George W. Bush. And they they hated him. I know. They hated him with a passion, and they called him stupid. But this guy, man, I mean, the the, the hatred they have for Donald J. Trump. I've never seen anything like it. exceeds everything. They, they used to accuse us of hating Obama. We were nowhere near oh my ridiculous gosh. on our anti-Obama stuff. And that was all policy-based. That wasn't personal. I, I don't care about his personal life. I'm sure he was a nice guy. But unfortunately, he had the policies of a Marxist. And it's impossible to deny that. But when you said it, you're a racist. Well, what does Marxism right. have to do with race? There's no color to Marxists. There is when you bring in Barack Obama. Yeah. Uh, it was so amazing. It's been, it's been amazing to watch uh, this, this hatred unfold right in front of our eyes. And they, it, it, it unfolds every day to a new level. Sure does. I mean, I, I'm amazed. And, and facts be damned. Facts, store all of it, be damned. Which is why he uh, does the fake news thing. Because they're so over the top. 
that they ignore facts about him. Today's and, the day, right? And they spin everything bad. Oh, yeah. Have we heard Today's it? Today's the day, right? I don't think they've done the fake right. news awards. It is the fake Come news on. award day. Oh, we got to find that oh, before the, we go. I know. Who's the number one? Uh, Gotta be CNN, man. Right? He, well, he hates CNN the most, I yeah, think. But absolutely. the worst is MSNBC. I have no fresh tweets from the president uh, since the show began. That is unbelievable. Wow, he's busy compiling Is he okay? Stats. He's busy compiling stats. You would think that'd be out by now, right? Right. Or, maybe, or is he doing it at 5 p.m.? Uh, I don't 5 know. 5 p.m. Eastern? You know what? Maybe he's retaking that uh, Wonderlick test again just for fun. Who knows? (laughs) I don't see. Uh, It could be this afternoon. It might have been later this afternoon. My guess is he'll say it's CNN, but there's nobody more hateful to him than MSNBC. He seems to ignore MSNBC, though, for some reason. I don't yeah, know, I don't Joe, know why. He's Joe got a and good, Mika pissed him off, though. That's he, why. But he used to be I very know. good friends with Joe and Mika. I know. Really good friends I with know. Joe and Mika. And they treated him really well during the campaign. Then all of a sudden, now he can do no now, right. Right. Now, I'm not quite sure I understand that. But, uh, yeah. you know, they kind of went by the wayside. So I think he figures that, uh, you know, he just lets them be. Acts like they don't exist. Get so this. is it going to be a surprise when he comes out with CNN... MSNBC, NBC, ABC, CBS are the worst, and the best, Fox News. What a a surprise that will be. This this makes no sense. The man, you know the man should have, if he followed his routine, he would have woken up this morning, and the first thing, he would have probably already drafted. Hey, today's the day. Today's the day that the fake news award come out. No, it's the the only Mm. tweet today. Seven hours ago, Eric Trump on Fox and Friends now. That's his only peep today. See, there's somebody's hiding oh. the phone from him. That happened huh? not too long ago. Remember, not too long ago, there was a day I expected him to be tweeting like crazy, and he didn't because it was, took hours. Somebody's hiding the phone from him. Hmm. Yeah, they're driving him crazy at the White House. It was the day Bannon called his son treasonous. Right. He had nothing to say nothing. about that until the next day. Huh. Interesting. Well, Weird. we'll keep an eye on it. Maybe we'll have the details for you on the worst media from our president <laughs> tomorrow. Meantime, thanks for joining us on Packray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.